0: No, 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 no.
1: And welcome to episode 80 of The Misanthropod. I'm Snipe, and as always, I'm joined by Drummer Matt. Say hello. Hello. And the Wibblybutt. Say hello. Hello. How are you, lovely gentlemen, and how surprising is it that there are now 80 of these? Yeah. Uh, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm doing okay, but that is a terrifying <laughs> Yeah, fact. when you said 80,
3: I was a bit weirded out. Gotta be honest.
1: <laughs> it's literally 80. I double-checked. I triple-checked. It's too much.
2: So, Well, I mean, so far we haven't, like, said the wrong number at the start of an episode and had to add, like, ADR in afterwards. <laughs> we haven't had to do that yet.
1: I mean... I'm do- I'm kind of worried that your brain goes there immediately, but okay. <laughs> no. Welcome to the misanthropod, It's episode eight thousand and nine. It's not an
2: unheard of thing for people at the start
3: of a podcast <laughs> to get their own number wrong.
1: I don't think I ever have.
3: No, I have it. I have it, I have it printed on my notes each time, so I'd yeah. correct you. I check you, literally... you know, I'd enjoy correcting you. So.
1: That's I just, literally. Yeah. I think that's the basis of our friendship. Because so I say something fucking stupid and you go no, <laughs> hit me with a rolled up like hit me with your rolled up doctorate and go fucking no. But I don't have. Yeah, where did you get that from? I don't know. <laughs> but just pretend you earned it. It's fine.
3: Anyway, podcast.
1: Yeah, we yeah. do have some general news to talk about. It was uh, it was a very special event uh, this past week. Uh, my birthday. Yes. Yes. Where they held a celebratory like rock music festival, is what the kids like, in Donnington. in uh, the UK. That's actually this weekend? Well, it's been raining, so they've put it off a little bit. Oh, okay. There's okay. also E3, which is done entirely in my honour oh, okay. as well. Where okay. a bunch of companies get together and basically charge people tickets to watch adverts.
3: <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm in a funny mood, I am. that is kind of quite tongue-in-cheek of me, so before someone writes an angry comment, I am we, kind of taking the piss.
2: And, and we, can't, we have no high ground, we paid money to go to Warhammer Fest. So. Yeah, no, which, I, yeah, I was also
3: know. just anyway. paying money to go into a big Warhammer shop.
0: Yeah, but yeah. it was awesome! It was so worth it though.
3: <laughs> so, yeah. seeing as how, how friendly you're feeling towards E3, I'm assuming you're excited towards the new Halo game, the new Gears of War game, and the new Borderlands game, which are completely original and very uncynical.
1: I can't stand all of those, I but I really hope they're good for the fans. Yeah,
3: <laughs> that's what I meant. They, yeah, I, I, I literally didn't even
2: watch the trailers. For those. <laughs> I <was> no, like, <laughs> it's fine. Like, if, if people like them, great. They're just not things that any of us
1: care <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah,
3: yeah. No, which I mean, if that's new, new, new information to anyone got <laughs> yeah, so apathetic I, to many
2: things I thought
1: were, that's new information to anyone Gears of War exists
3: <laughs> If you
2: didn't hear about it, uh, Gears of War is a video game series mm-hmm, yeah. uh, That originally debuted on the Xbox 360 And was one of the early <laughs> games to
3: use the Unreal 3 engine There is a slight difference though If you want a new game that is Gears of War but it is original You can combine Gears of War with Funko Pops
1: <gasps> Why?
3: I, I don't know but that's the thing <sighs>
1: Okay,
2: good.
3: Alright, let's move on to things we're actually excited about.
1: Okay, so there was um, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, which is a fucking mouthful and a half, which had a, like, extended... You can't see me doing air quotes around the word gameplay, but gameplay trailer. I mean, it did
2: show a lot of gameplay, but it wasn't, like, an unedited...
1: It was very thing. on rails. I mean, it's fine. At least you got a peek at the dialogue system, which seems like it's the same as the first one, which is kind of rad, actually.
2: Although it doesn't seem to have the terrible different fonts to represent things. Mm-hmm. It uh, does
1: just have like square brackets coercion. Yeah, it's like thank you. That's so much easier to read. <laughs> you
2: don't have to. You don't have to look at it and go, oh, that's the sexy font or that's the intimidation font. The um,
1: intimidation font. I want a mod where it's says Comic Sans in red. <laughs> Now that's intimidating. Yeah,
2: or the Malkavian <clears throat> font.
1: Malkavian um, font is definitely wingdings. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you just like I don't know what that says, but it's definitely Malkavian. <laughs> um, but yeah, as someone that has recently played through Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 1, uh, and thoroughly enjoyed it despite <laughs> the extreme jank, I'm very, very interested in it. Um, it does seem like there's a lot of familiar places that have been seen in the uh, the trailer. And... There was a few voices that sounded familiar, but I'm not sure if it's just people who sound a little similar or if they were supposed to be the same people. Now,
1: there's... I'm sure it was this one where it was just... There was a guy talking, and he sounded exactly like Liam (laughs) O'Brien. And I couldn't find it anywhere in his IMDb, but it sounded so much like him. I mean,
2: it was only a couple of days ago it was released, so, you know, that might be why.
1: But yeah, I'm, that, that, that's fun, if so. But yeah. I mean, it looks like... I'm looking at this getting excited, because I'm like, "Oh, this might be a Vampire the Masquerade game I can play. <laughs> this might <laughs> be a
2: Vampire the Masquerade game that doesn't feel like hot ass to actually play.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, no, I'm looking forward... To, I'm, I'm hoping they don't fuck this up. I just <laughs> hope... As I'm sure a lot of people are. I just yeah. hope there can be an Anarch again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, in- interested in that. Um
1: what about you, drummer butt? Did you see that one?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. I know. That I'll be quite I've never even attempted to play the old ones because you know I just.
1: It, it yeah. feels like you're handling a bag of smashed ass.
3: Yeah, I really hope in this new one there's a secret room you can get to that just has like toilets on the ceiling.
1: Oh, that,
3: just, be, just that for would be a great sake. nod. <laughs> like, look, you know, is it made by the same people or is it completely separate?
2: Uh, I believe it is still made by a bunch of, by some of the same people remember, oh. or at least the same companies involved. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, uh, just
3: to acknowledge, yeah, okay, we realised the last one was janky, but...
2: Yeah, I might be wrong there. Um, I didn't... Uh, I, honestly, when it's been that long past, I think it's... Yeah, uh,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. It, it, it's it's a bit like uh, something else we'll be talking about later when, like, something, a sequel or a remake happens significantly long after the original, unless the ex- literally the same team is on it, it... Might you know? It might not be necessarily reflective of yeah. the same ethos that the original one was made in. So it's yeah, it could yeah, yeah. be made by completely I, different people. You know? I, I
3: only meant it just because it's you know they probably can't take the piss out of another company's game. But if it's their game, their own old game, even if no one still works on it. That's still legit that they can take the piss out of it. <laughs> I would love it if you went to the Nosferatu like
2: underground and you encountered one that happened to be playing like a game on one of their many computers, complaining about the game that he's playing, requiring a fan patch to even function. That would be a nice <laughs>
1: nod. Yeah,
2: and it wouldn't surprise me if they did something like that either, because um, it, it was uh, the original Bloodlines was very much. It was not afraid of being, uh, you know, silly a where bit necessary mm. to do. Hell, there's, like, a, a quest where you just go into, like, the um, the, the graveyard uh, which undead celebrities raise up and try and murder everyone, like, every night or so. And there's a guy who's just paid to, like, sit there and deal with that. And he loves it because, well, he gets to shoot celebrities in the face all day long.
1: <laughs> and then they get up the next day. Yeah,
2: because that's, yeah, that's in Hollywood, so. Fantastic. <laughs> Amazing.
1: Exquisite. Uh, next one, is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. What do you guys think about that one? I, uh,
2: I've got to be honest. Um, because
1: you've got to be careful now, because the internet is frothing at the fucking mouth for this one. They yeah, are I saw that. Wanking themselves to death over this. Oh no, I, I saw mean, I saw
3: lots of negative stuff about it on the internet. That's all that's, I've seen.
1: Yeah, no, I, I've seen more kind of like, it's the most pre-ordered game on Steam, and it's just like, it's like over a year before it comes out, I
2: I've and honestly, it's been being
1: teased for way longer.
2: I've mm. honestly, in my sort of social feeds, seen more people being a bit... Apathetic towards it. Honestly,
1: honestly, I'm not going to talk too much about this because I'm. I've got a few negative feelings about this. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I think I a, don't
1: feel very good about this. Movie. Uh,
2: without getting too deep into it, there's been a bunch of stuff that's been happening around its its release that's made me a little bit less excited for it. And as much as I like Keanu Reeves, like genuinely, he seems like a, a nice guy. Absolutely, and he
1: seems like the loveliest. Yeah.
2: Dude. Um, Things like Destiny 1 mean that a celebrity cameo in a yeah. game does not necessarily, does not make me excited for it in any way, shape, or form. Because just because they're in it doesn't mean they're going to be good at that role.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. no, that's, that, I say that's a fair concern. Because I kind of look at games that are trying to push celebrities in there, remember all of the voice actors not getting paid fairly, and basically sit there and go, how much money would it cost... How much money is this celebrity taking away from game development? But I mean, I'm not saying that this is the case here. I'm just saying that anytime I see a celebrity being introduced into a game as a cameo character or whatever, it starts alarm bells ringing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? This could be like the best game ever. Mm. I just, I'm not liking a lot of the buzz around it right now. It's kind of giving me the bad feels. (laughs) But let's
3: move on from that Uh, to something. I think the the, the final point on that is: it doesn't matter how good or bad it either currently looks, you think it will be, or it actually is in the end. Don't pre-order it; it's just a bad idea. Yeah,
1: just just Just, try not to, because it's 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 not good, especially when there's like. I mean, I don't mind game delays if that means the game is released finished, and that doesn't mean that crunch is happening. But CD Projekt Red have proved that they will crunch, and like the game can change so drastically from here to like next year.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
1: the money is better in your pocket as opposed to, to a theirs. big big company. Like this is just pretty much regarding anything. So just Yeah, just try try and be wary is what we're saying. Yeah. Like yeah, if you same. have pre ordered I mean fine, but I'd mm. say it's probably better to try and not um, and I think um, moving
2: on uh, to something that is, that I can be unmitigatedly uh, negative about.
0: Oh please! I'm uh, getting really <laughs> <laughs> Actually,
2: um, <laughs> I, 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 it's not that bad. Uh, but the the Final Fantasy VII remake, we've actually seen like a bunch of gameplay and some cutscenes and things from it,
1: and hear the uh, terrible voice acting. <laughs> it, it is so bad, y'all. It's
2: very, it's very mid-tier animated.
0: Oh no! Would you like to buy a flower? I'm a lovin'.
1: i I've always hated Aries. Yeah, so, okay, like,
2: it's not quite that bad, but it's, it's
1: pretty bad. You it's know, like I, Monster Hunter bad.
2: I, I was wondering if it might have something to do with uh, It almost feels like the voice lines haven't been integrated into the engine. They've merely been overlaid on top, so they're not using like the soundscapes, so they sound. It
1: does, uh, yeah. The, I will yeah. say the biggest problem I really have flat. with it is is the sound balancing of the trailers ain't great. But I mean, it's the fucking trailer, so yeah.
2: Um, but as someone that you know considers Final Fantasy VII to be his favorite game ever,
1: the most qualified nerd here,
2: um, who has played through the game like a year or so ago,
1: I mean, Drama Matt <laughs> has as well. Oh yeah, you did as well. Yeah, yeah I played didn't it. Yeah, it, yeah about, about a year ago. Yeah,
2: so we we both played through it recently. Um like I've got to be honest, uh when I, I I'd always been a bit a bit like eh about the combat cuz I would just quite like it to be the old-fashioned turn-based combat, like I cuz I like that, and this is not that, and having seen the the um the majority of the the um Scorpion boss fight, it honestly looks really tedious. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like, look, if you're going to remake it, don't remake it with new mechanics. I mean, I don't... That's, I mean, that's why (sighs) I'm, like, I mean, that's one of the few reasons I'm just kind of like, ugh, whatever.
2: You see, I'm not actually, I I, I, I gotta say, I don't actually agree with that. I don't mind the the remake having new mechanics. I think just just for me personally, like, changing changing the mechanics so drastically does make it into a different game. And that's, like, fine, whatever, because... The most AAA games have got this weird be in their bonnet about how no one wants to play turn-based turn um, role-playing games anymore. It's
1: like when they decided that survival horror was yeah. dead for no fun. Yeah, they exactly. just decided this, even though people still love that genre.
2: Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like the actual combat, I'm just looking at it and going like, oh, that doesn't look like it's going to be something I'm going to enjoy. And I can't... I personally have real trouble imagining certain fights working in that system and having the same feel to them. Like, I can't imagine fighting Safer Sephiroth um, and that feeling the same when I'm actually physically hitting him when it's... Because, I mean, I don't know, the turn-based thing allows you to have bigger kind of things, I feel. Um, the other uh, slightly upsetting thing I noticed is that in in the trailer, though it does show off the collector's edition that has... A cloud on a bike that despite being an obvious piece of plastic tat that i don't need in my life you desperately I want that plastic want piece of tat in your life <laughs> um, but it does there's a little thing at the top that has like oh yeah summon um like bonus summon dlc
1: oh fuck off <laughs> <laughs> which is See, like, i mean that's my biggest concern with this remake is that it's modern day squeenix yeah, Square Enix. That's e- my fucking problem. Square
2: Enix of 20 uh, of 2020 when it comes out is not the same as Square Soft from 97. So. Yeah,
1: so and that's going to be my issue.
2: Also, uh before cuz I do have some positive things to say about it. Please. Uh the other the other negative I want to say and this is actually uh, the greatest uh, crime. Uh, now I can't I, I think this was in the original game, so I understand them keeping it, but in Tifa's Bar in Seventh Heaven uh, you see a sign for eggs and chips.
0: Hmm. Uh,
2: a bright neon sign. And I could go and check to see if that was in the original, I'd because, f- you know, weird, slightly broken English is in the background all over that game, so I don't necessarily remember all of them. Uh, but it, being in the trailer so prominently just made me sit there the whole time going, no one would say eggs and chips. You'd say egg and chips. That's... <laughs>
3: that's really weird that glad is that you a... have important criticisms
2: yeah okay that was my important major criticism okay uh, so don't
1: away. don't play this game eggs and chips is garbage <laughs> boycott now um
2: but on the positive I do actually really it's like it's worse how than my bloody of...
3: hair in the face Castlevania criticism <laughs>
1: Also, now Mr. Hair in the Face is all getting high and mighty because of eggs and chips. Yeah, fuck off, Maybe in
2: other countries people would frame it as eggs and chips, but in Britain, when people say that, they'd always say egg and chips. Yeah, yeah, you're fair. See, we
1: call them chips and egos.
2: Australia is a terrifying place. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: but to go to positive things, I absolutely love how faithful they are to the designs. Mm. of the original game, and I don't just mean the characters because whilst they have, they've modernised the characters a bit, and that's cool. Like... I
1: will just interject with, I fucking love Tifa's design. Oh yeah. How she, like, cause in the old one her tits were like serious like, she would have to hold them walking up and downstairs wearing two sports bras. They are so big she would literally develop severe, debilitating back injuries at like age like 26. Yeah. And it's just like horrible to look at because like you can imagine the 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 horrible life that awaits her (laughs) as a woman with such a an unwieldy chest
2: yeah uh (laughs) fortunately they've made they've toned them
1: down and i mean they're still big but they look like you know and she she looks like she looks like she is wearing a sports bra underneath her like her tank top so it's just like that nice. is so sensible. Thank you. That looks awesome. Yeah, no, I really, I, I really like That looks like so it. realistic for when she's like literally doing fucking wrestling moves on gigantic <laughs> demons. That's great. Thank you. Finally, some realism. Exactly.
2: Actually, to be fair, Tifa does look like the one character that it might be fun to play as because her she's punching things does look, shit. does look kind of fun. Yeah. Right.
1: It, it does actually
2: look pretty um, but the the design obviously for the main characters has you know, stayed relatively, you yeah. know, faithful. They've just modernised them. I've but... seen
1: so many zoom ins on Barrett's hairy chest. <laughs> that has been in my neck of the internet, that's been everywhere. <laughs> he's uh, got like a little fuzzy on his neck and he's got fuzzy Barrett titties <laughs> everyone's just been hey. gushing. And I'm like, hey, that's yeah, yeah. Daddy
2: Barrett. Um but what uh, the one thing that I, I really, really appreciate is how all the robots and monsters still look like the goofy robots and monsters from the original. <laughs> just really up So, like, there's various little robots and things we've seen from, like, the like first reactor area. And even, like, the airbuster buster from uh, the second reactor you go to. It still
1: looks like a dweeb.
2: It still looks like a fucking vacuum cleaner. And I'm like, <laughs> good! Thank you! Because it would be so easy to make them just look like a, a modern... Final Fantasy it, it would
1: be so easy to make them look a bit cooler, but the thing is, that's not what they look like, so, you know, and, like, big props to them yeah. for just going, yeah, let's just make it the airbuster to look like the fucking Airbus. They're
2: goofy, and I really appreciate yeah. that. Well, I'll move on now, because there's lots of other things to talk okay, about. Okay, good, because
1: I've got good games to talk about, like, Doom Eternal. Okay, I don't know if it's going to be good, but, like, <laughs> I just wanted to, like, dunk on Final Fantasy VII and talk <laughs> for some about reason. Doom... Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't care. But yeah, Doom Eternal, uh, that's coming out late this year, I think, and it's looking fine. It looks like more Doom. It looks like more Doom 2016. Um, Yeah, I'll play it. I I won't pre-order it again, and I honestly don't, I'm not gonna buy it until maybe a month after it's out because then all the hype is worn off and actual, like, opinions start coming out. Yeah, but I think that's,
2: you know, that's true for us with a lot of things anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I like the look of the environments. Um, Some of the new mechanics and weapons are interesting. You've got the pain elementals. You've got some, some zombie, like, chuds in there as well. Yeah. You've got the, the other weird, maybe like a demonic doomslayer who looks like they're in kind of maybe like broken Praetor armor, and they've got the big like axe, which is kind yeah. of cool. Well, I don't
2: know. Uh, well, I mean, it's like the um, cyber demon from Doom twenty sixteen does have elements of Doom Slayer armor. Yeah, that's another so... like
1: really cool kind of like. Okay, wait, what the fuck? It's it's just it's just really cool. There's also, like, yeah, there's, at the end of the trailer, there's, there's just a big boy there, and I'm like, ooh. My, my that thing, be like a Shadow of the Colossus, like, <laughs> like hook yourself up its body and keep bashing its head in or something, because that, be cool. that would be pretty cool. Uh,
2: my, my big thing with uh, Doom Eternal has been basically from when it was announced <laughs> was, I hope I, I hope that it won't just be...
1: More of the same? Yeah,
2: because I, I, I do... The only concern I have with it really is if it's just going to be more of the same and that might get uh, uh, the the sheen of it might wear off, you know, to just release the same game again. But also, it was good gameplay, so that might not be a bad thing either. It's like,
1: yeah, Doom 2016 has amazing gameplay, so it would be nice to cut. It does look a little bit more kind of like you have a bit more freedom in the areas, Mm. a bit more open topped, letting letting out your little Doom Slayer. Um, But yeah, I, I remain cautiously optimistic again. Of course, I'm going to be looking into getting that. But yeah, uh, the fucking collector's edition made me froth up in the mouth with rage.
3: <laughs> okay, well, what, that.
1: So you get like you get like a steel plate soundtrack and a law book and like a lithograph kind of thing. But you also get a wearable Doomslayer helmet, and I'm so fucking mad because I want it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? So you go to the shops, and it?
1: I fucking probably would.
2: Now, I have seen someone wearing it. So, I want it. So, the, and that one looks really good quality. However.
1: However, well, Bethesda have proven. Bethesda canvas bags. <laughs> canvas bags. <laughs> so,
2: you know, whilst I think it would be very.
1: I mean, I'm It pretty... would be unwise
2: for Bethesda to pull the same thing again. I wouldn't
1: be surprised if they did, though. It also, Especially yeah. because in the actual preview, it is a CGI helmet. So I'm like, if it looks like that, I want it so much I could shit.
2: Any idea how much it's going to be?
1: It's probably going to be over 100 quid, I think. But I'm not... uh, If I was, like, rich, then yeah, I'd go nuts for it. (laughs) After it had come out. I'd probably be paying some shithead scalper on eBay for it. But, yeah, I, I... I feel like Collector's Edition is something that should come out, like, a couple of months down the line. So if you know the game so games, that if you yeah. know that you like the game you can go and splash out on the collector's edition. I don't like how it's like basically after the game's release they just stop really making them. It kind of pisses me off.
2: Ah uh, well, you know that- that's uh, straight up, because they just want to—they want people to they spend on scene hype. I know, uh, so, uh, but you know. yeah,
1: I mean, hopefully it'll be good. Who knows? Uh, Watchdogs Legion, which is literally taking place in post-Brexit Britain, which is why <laughs> everything is fucked. <laughs> I mean,
2: there's old women tasing cops. Like, that's exactly I guess exactly what love I love.
1: Ex- hacker grandma. <laughs> I want hacker grandma to tase everyone. She is um, great.
2: <laughs> I've not seen that much about it, but I am. Legit, I am legit kind of interested in it, partially because um, I've I've always meant to get around to playing Watch Dogs uh, two because Watch Dogs one was like the best game that I had no interest in playing. Yeah, because the story just I could not give a fucking yeah, shit about Aiden. Pierce. Aiden
1: Pierce has generic rage, and, uh, and it had something like, about his family or fucking who cares. But it was like it
2: had fun ideas, but was far too it didn't do enough with them, whereas is it a bit watch po face yeah whereas um, watchdogs Two is apparently basically all the good ideas, but with fun behind it so it's actually kind of a cool game and this one I hope is the same kind of thing because I always really like playing games that are set in Britain because it's always interesting to see how video games adapt British things and British streets. Yeah. Um, because, of course, they're a lot smaller than, uh, than like, American streets, generally speaking. Yeah. So it doesn't have the Way same kind Way of...
1: shittier and dirtier as well. <laughs> I think mean, generally.
2: Um... And
1: it's post-Brexit, so there's going to be a bunch of dead people hanging out in the streets and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, fires. <laughs> there's going to be people setting fires to bins to keep warm. Yeah, basically what half the country is doing now for anyway. People cure food. Oh, wait. Anyway. <laughs> 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 but, yeah. Um, again... I'll probably get that on sale. It, a, se- yeah. it seems fun. I want to play as hacker grandma. She <laughs> looks fucking badass.
2: Yeah, again, like like all these things, you know, see close to the time, you know, how they're looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, next one, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Okay, so this is another one that I'm interested in because I saw, like, there was that small pocket of idiots who got really fucking mad because, A you're killing nazis and they don't like it cuz nazis are their friends and b women exist. Yeah, that's a pretty apt. <laughs> yeah. And summation. yeah, if, if you don't know, you play as uh as Daddy BJ's um as his his twin daughters. Yes. And I love that. They're like basically two two I think it's going to be quite it's going to be like a co-op thing. Yeah, hopefully. Which I'm doesn't... a bit like oh, I hope that's not I hope that's just a I hope
2: it doesn't do a fear 3. I hope
1: it doesn't do a fear 3. But, like, I love the idea of playing that co-op. That sounds really cool. Mm. Um, and basically, it's you and your Nazi-killing c- sister just go through Nazi-ridden, like, n- Nazi-sodden Paris just killing fucking Nazis. And I'm like, what more do you need?
0: Mm.
1: Uh, I did like a bit of the trailer how, like, you literally... Because it's quite visceral, because, you know, killing Nazis and has to be. is yeah. Wolfenstein. So there's like a bit where one of the sisters grabs a Nazi like from behind and just keeps stabbing him in the chest, and it's just set to the beat of the music. So it's like <laughs> do 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 do, and it's like okay, that's fucking rad. And that's uh, Doom Doom Eternal also had a couple of like uh, bullets like firing to the beat of the music as well. Mm. So that okay, I like some that. of the new that's glory like...
2: kills in in Doom Eternal. I forgot to mention it. But, some yeah. of those do look. Um, v- it's very elaborate, like jamming people's arm bones backwards through someone through the, like a demon's head, like yeah, it's, all it's right, pretty cool. That's a, that's a
1: thing, yeah, but yeah, no, that looks I mean, I'd say that I think their costumes look really fucking weird, they look like they're vacuum sealed into like Metal Gear two special missions background yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's material
2: like, <laughs> it's like the suit that Beej gets in the previous one, isn't yeah, it
1: yeah, 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 I think there's like there's like little little nods to that, but yeah, you get to see daddy b j. Which is such—that's a sentence I've said now.
2: Who now has a beard? So that <laughs> he has that's a
1: beard. Fun. So oof. Um. Yeah, it's good. I, I'm again going to leave it until like a month. See how it is. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Death Stranding.
2: See that that wasn't actually Was there actually anything of that shown at E3, or was it just the stuff that was shown just before E3? So we wouldn't have been able to talk about it last time.
1: Yeah, maybe. But like, yeah, Death Stranding. Honestly, I am. So, I just don't give a fuck. I just don't care yeah but it's like it looks like three games smashed together and then the gameplay that was eventually shown was just a bunch of crouching and moving away from things <laughs> and i'm like so it's it's literally just I mean, it's uh, it's like metal gear but you're in a field and there's nowhere to hide and you're playing as norman Reedus, who always looks sticky <laughs> and they've managed to translate is that, that do you mean to... he
3: always look, normally looks sticky in real life or in this specific game
1: in real life, I just think, I mean, he he seems like a nice guy, but just visually, he always looks sticky. <laughs> I don't know why. And, okay,
0: and yeah, they've managed enough.
1: to translate that into his 3D model, not very well, which is okay, because like, occasionally you see him with long hair and it's not sticky, and I'm like, oh, okay. So he's not playing sticky readers. <laughs> and yeah i just it just feels like three different so there's like the military stuff and then there's the baby stuff and then there's norman reedus in a field being sticky being scared about uh the wind yeah, but, stuff
2: yeah but you're forgetting it introduce the trailer introduces it to the oh, greatest God. character <laughs> die, hard <Man. laughs> die hard
1: man die hard man die hard man Yes. Which is basically, if I was a superhero, it would be me. <laughs> I'd be Die Hard Man, because I'd just go around quoting Die Hard at people. But yeah. only the first and second movies, the rest don't exist and are bad. Yeah,
2: like, I... You know, the thing when I watched a Death Stranding's trailer, I, I did sit there and I was like, you know, this... What I wanted from Death Stranding was for it to be completely incomprehensible. Whereas it looks like it has like all these kind of disparate elements, but it looks like it's far too comprehensible and the core gameplay looks like something that, whilst not necessarily bad, is something I'd personally not be able to deal with. Yeah. So I'm like, oh I'm actually not I'm not hyped for this game at all
1: anymore. As a tocophobic, I can't deal with this game at all. Yes. I, uh, if it, before you have to Google that, it basically means that I think birth and the idea of being pregnant is so genuinely disgusting, it's basically a phobia. Yeah. So, like, anything to do with, like, babies or, like, gestational periods or, like, fucking umbilical cords, I'm literally feeling, like, saliva well up on my mouth because I feel really unwell just mentioning those things. I'm just not going to be able to ever go near yeah. this game because I'm so disgusted with the thought of that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I feel that Kojima is being a shit because he's not appealing completely to me specifically. <laughs> 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 no, I jest, I jest. But like it's kind of like, that's the reason I won't ever play this yeah, game. That's, that's be a... able to ever watch somebody play this game.
2: And that's a completely fair one.
1: Yeah, which is kind of annoying because... It would be nice to be able to at least see what it's all about. Yeah. But I'm just going to have to, like, hear from other people. Yeah, well, if, I mean, Kojima's games have been a big like thing it. in your
2: life, so, you know. Very
1: much so. Like, you know, spent my formative years basically just playing Metal Gear every day. Did you ever play Zone of No, never played that one. Huh. I've never heard a bad word against it, though.
2: Uh, do you want to know the only two, uh, you know, Kojima games I've ever beaten? Snatcher. Snatcher and Metal Gear 4.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And how did you beat Metal Gear 4?
2: With a shotgun.
1: And a railgun. Yep. You ran out of enemies on the tankard at the end.
2: <laughs> there was, the geckos just weren't there anymore. They just
1: stopped spawning because they, they think it must have been like, stop farming points. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, it's, it's, it's basically just Kojima's made his own Mads Mikkelsen pornography. Where he's like, I want to be a baby that Mads Mikkelsen sings like like nursery rhymes to, <laughs> and ta-da, he's he's got it. Look,
2: look, Kojima just want, uh, just wants to be swaddled by Mads Mikkelsen and rocked to sleep. Is think, that so wrong?
1: I think drama Matt, is in exactly. Yeah, I yeah, I'm
2: game. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I'm. I'm. That is in no means a statement you, of you, want... that,
3: you You get that with the collector's edition. Oh
1: fuck yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. That
3: is the one collector's edition you're on now. To pre-order. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mads Mickelson will personally come to your house, swaddle you, sing you a nursery rhyme, and give you a kiss on the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I'm not even into him like that, and I'm like, fuck yeah, I'd take it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so the, 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 there's a few little things that I wanted to mention that are not things like to really talk about, like in any detailness someone wants to. Well, you've
3: not mentioned the two that I was going to mention yet. So I'm okay. intrigued as to what these are. So.
2: so there's a Breath of the Wild sequel that's been announced. <clears throat> yes. Uh, that looks like a lot darker. Um, it's a gritty
1: reimagining.
2: A bit of a Majora's Mask vibe to it. Um, which,
3: I mean, I'm not having a Switch. I've not played Breath of the Wild. Uh, well, I would like, like to play
2: it. Oh, I
1: want to pick
3: up yeah, a Switch. There is, there is lots more reasons to buy a Switch at this E3. Yeah, nice.
1: No, and I as if I there have.
3: wasn't enough already. Like,
2: I mean, uh, Pokemon. <laughs>
1: Um, but you get to play as um, Zelda in um, a mainline. I'm going to stop you there. You've always been able to play it. Zelda's the main character. <laughs> okay, okay. I know. <laughs> I know, the guy I know in what green you're doing. That's Zelda. I
2: know what you're doing, um, and it's 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 such a common joke that it shouldn't annoy me,
3: but it still yeah. kind of does.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it's not funny, and then it got funny again, and now it's been so long, it's definitely not funny again. <laughs>
1: I don't but it, care. But it's
3: still annoying, so I presume it still f- still fulfills the reason that you said it.
2: Yeah,
1: really. <laughs> yeah. So, thank so you, you know, you, you've you've fed my, uh, my yeah. So now, insects, we, can now yeah, we can move on. Yeah, move on, please. Uh, but
2: yeah, you can play as Zelda, which I don't think has been something you could do in a mainline Zelda game.
1: I will say, before. in my neck of the internet, people are very interested in Zelda, and also they're convinced that in this game you'll be able to do kissing with Shark Husband from the other one.
2: I have heard that Shark Husband is very kissable. I, I I can't I can't speak for that myself having not played it. Uh, but played he, he does seem pretty kissable. Yeah. Um there is also and I, I, this is something I just really want to mention quickly. So do you remember how like many years ago it was like a meme that Battletoads was a good game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and I don't know how many people have actually sat down and played it and it's a- Battletoads is way better than it has any right to be, but it's also impossible. <laughs> it's <laughs> like absurdly hard to play. And when you play co-op, which is like the most fun way to play it, you also can hurt each other and basically every mechanic in the game is made to make it easy to hurt each other. So it's, it's so like, like a complete pain in the ass to play. But it has lots of interesting ideas. But I wouldn't say it's good.
1: I like the way the new one looks.
2: Yeah, because they're releasing a new one that is like properly like I mean, it'll be it'll be done in on a computer, but it, it's, like, hand-animated. Um, so, like, they've got, like, really nice fluid animation to them, so all the distorts, because, like, the Battletoads would, like, their hands and feet would, like, distort to be different shapes when they kicked and punched people, so they can really emphasise that. And it just looks kind of neat. It looks cool. Um... I don't know if the game will be any good, and I'm not the biggest like player of brawlers, so it, it might not be. A, you know, it might be good, it might not be, and I probably wouldn't be a good gauge of it. But it looks interesting, so I thought I'd mention it. Um, there's also Psychonauts 2, which is cool. Mm.
1: Oh yeah, you've played a good bit of Psychonauts. I
2: I never completed the original Psychonauts. Neither did
3: I. I played it for the first few hours and then just kind of stopped.
1: Yeah, and I don't know why because yeah, I was enjoying no. it. It's
3: yeah, exactly what I was going to say about this.
2: And I've always meant to go back and play it, so this might be the thing that actually gives me the kick up the arse to actually go back and complete the uh, original game. I do remember one fun thing about playing the original in the modern day is that because of the advances in uh, technology, it means that it's one of those games where the cutscenes use the in-game graphics, but nowadays look astronomically worse because they're just encoded video files that are low resolution compared to the 1080 60fps gameplay. So you just get to see cutscenes at, like, a low encoding, like, 800 by 600 like, video. And you're like, okay, this looks a bit weird. Um But yeah, I, 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 I'm very interested to play through the first one again so I can know what's going on for Psychonauts 2. Because I was enjoying it, and like you, I just stopped playing it for no good reason. Um... The uh, the only other thing I was going to mention, uh, so I'm gonna presume Matt, you're going to mention a couple of things. Yes. Uh, since you was talking about Switch stuff.
1: Sorry, I've just I've just read in the notes, Hidetaka Miyazaki and Gurr Martin.
2: Oh wow! Yeah, I did write Marting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not G. Not not fucking. You no, know, I'm just going to leave that. Not George R. Martin. It was Gurr Martin. Well, the Grr
2: makes sense because it's just G R R.
1: Yep, it's weird.
2: Yeah, the the G like on the Marting. end, the G on the end. I would say that I meant to hit a full stop, but that's a good like six keys away from it. Yeah, you fucked so, up hard. So that I don't know what was going on there. Anyway, <laughs> Elden Ring is a game by Hidetaka Miyazaki and Gr- George Martin. R- George Martin, otherwise known <laughs> by his pseudonym George R. R. Martin. He
1: was the one who did the 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 playing with chairs. Yeah, the 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 TV show, musical chairs, the TV show, but the but the chair is like big and angry and metal, and there's occasionally a dragon that screams at things, and then get, everyone gets angry at the last series because it's bad, or and there's only like one chair, and playing the musical chairs, and then like <laughs> Harry Mason's <laughs> in it and he dies. <laughs> You're just letting me. You're giving me all the rope I need to hang myself. Yes, Martin. that
2: is exactly what I'm doing. Yes, the man who wrote Game of Thrones. Yep,
1: that's the boy. <laughs> Ger Martin. Um,
2: there's just like a trailer because uh, um, Hidetaka Miyazaki. If you don't know, is the guy that is responsible for Dark Souls.
3: Uh, okay. Uh,
2: and the trailer just shows a bunch of people who are cracking. Like bits of them cracking, a bunch of stuff that I presume is a Berserk reference. Oh, I thought reference. you were just
1: saying, oh, they were cracking. Oh, I was. No, they're like I stone they were, like, cracking. Saying that they were handsome or something. No, no, it's it's they're, they're like
2: like they are stone statues that are humans moving, but they're also cracking. And yeah, stuff that I presume is a Berserk reference. I have no proof that it is a Berserk reference, but when something looks like it's alluding to something, and it's, it's Miyazaki, a... I assume it's a Berserk yeah. reference. Um. But yes, that's a thing that exists, and um, it's just I mentioned solely because if you were to tell me, even before I watched the trailer, that uh, Miyazaki and Martin were going to do something together, I'd go, "What? Why?" Um, yeah,
1: why was Martin hanging out? Why with was Ger Ger-Marting? Why was George Martin hanging out with me as I, yeah, I
2: know it's weird. I mean
1: I'm interested to see what they come out with.
2: Yeah, I mean I I mean I want to see it. I mean I don't necessarily that's, that's not something where I'm sitting there and going like that's definitely going to be great. It's just I'm I'm on board for the ride at this point. It's mm-hmm. a bit like uh, I mean, you know, it's like the Death Stranding thing. Like I was not necessarily interested in <clears throat> the story. It was more like the combination of people involved. I was like, well I want to see what they come up with. Yeah. You gotta um, see
1: what's happening. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um but yeah, that's that's what I was going to mention. Um, so, does anyone else have anything they wanted to bring up
3: from uh, E3? Yeah, I've got a couple. Okay, um, Baldur's Gate three. Oh, oh that, yeah, I was
1: meaning to mention. I was that. just like,
3: why is that, why are none of you mentioning this?
1: Okay, so well, I me because completely...
3: I don't give a shit about Baldur's Gate.
1: So, like a little. <laughs> but while you do ago... now because you
3: play D and D.
1: Yeah, but like a little while ago, I like um, I saw that there was a three on the page for Divinity: Original Sin two. Ah, for yeah. Larian Studios and people were sitting there going what the fuck does that mean and then E3 it's like Baldur's Gate 3 and mm-hmm. I'm like I never really played the original Baldur's Gates and I'm not interested but if and are making it yeah, I it's like the way they do Divinity
3: RPGs, Original Sin but set in the D&D universe
1: which I love yeah. and and isn't it interesting how they're releasing like a pre-D&D campaign for the tabletop who are
2: they? Oh, I didn't yeah, see that. Oh,
1: for this that's
2: fucking rad actually. yeah, yeah no, I, I know am, that's cool
1: it's cool. like ah fuck okay I guess I gotta play it now yeah that's, mm-hmm. that's actually that's actually very
2: cool because I my memories of Baldur's Gate are largely...
1: Getting angry about picking a wizard.
2: Picking a wizard, getting murdered by a bloke in a stable. Um, then playing a, a physical character. And then getting half my party murdered by a wizard. Uh, <laughs> when I got to like the, the big town that you're uh, directed to go to. And then I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Admittedly, I had never played... The big unnamed about.
3: town in Baldur's Gate.
2: Yeah, what could I, it be? I, I, don't, I, I don't actually remember if it was Baldur's Gate. It was... Was it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I literally don't know.
1: Now I'm pretty sure it was Boulder's Saloon. No, I,
2: I mean, as in I don't know if because I I don't remember Never the story winter, probably.
1: at all. Yeah, I is presume Skyrim? there is more than one place in Boulder's
2: Gate. I wasn't going to assume.
0: Well, oh, we're just teasing you, honey. you are just like... being dicks. Sorry. Yeah, yes, you being are. Dicks. <laughs> no, on actually, but get good.
3: Um, but. Yeah, it looks. I mean, I, I enjoyed the first two and I haven't played, I still haven't played Divinity Original Sin, either of them.
1: It's literally on sale right now for like 18 quid, which is the cheapest I've ever seen it. You need to buy it, otherwise i will cry at you until you like drown. <laughs>
3: yeah, but...
2: yeah. No okay.
1: buts!
2: <laughs> this is a no buts podcast. <laughs> no okay.
1: buts podcast unless I bring them up. We
2: explicitly okay. are not a no buts podcast. No.
1: Yeah,
3: okay, moving on, Mike, the, the possibly more important thing. No one's mentioned the new flight simulator game.
1: Oh <laughs> <gasps> shit! You're right. How can we? How can we legally call ourselves? games? There's not been
3: one since I think 2006, off the top of my head. And since then, I have got a. Lot, I have driven a lot of Euro Truck Simulator, and I've. And my favourite part of basically any game that has a plane in it is flying the plane. So I'm so excited for this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, so my favourite part of any game with a plane in it is flying the plane, and I my brain just like basically contextually filled that in of any. Flight simulator. Your favourite part of that is flying the plane. I'm like, yeah. What the I mean, fuck that's, else that's is probably there?
3: also true.
2: You see, now I'm thinking of. The, um, I'm thinking that if that, if flying the plane in any game is your favourite part, then Grand Theft Auto Three must be the most frustrating game you
1: have ever played oh, in your Christ.
3: life. Yeah, because you can only pl- fly the plane with the wings chopped off, right? Yeah, yeah. It's called it. the dog. It can
1: only kind of like glide a bit.
3: Yep, I knew what you're talking about because that was incredibly <laughs> frustrating. <laughs>
1: He cause... likes the games where you can fly the plane. And
3: you could barely fly the plane. But out. like, Just Cause, fairly average game, but you get to fly planes around. That's good. Grand yeah. Theft Auto Five was good. Made better by flying planes. Yeah. I can't I've been ge- argue with this. I've been accidentally getting more and more into flying planes in games. And I've just never actually, I've not played a flight simulator game since. I didn't, I mean, I haven't had the most recent one, which I think I said was 2006. But like, yeah. I've had a flight simulator game before then at some point, And I used to enjoy it as a kid. So now it's like all the things are lining, and it looks amazing. Well,
2: I'm I'm glad because personally, um, I actually I think my eye when I saw that on the list, (laughs) my eyes like slid off it. Like it was really hard. It was really hard to even
3: (laughs) read the title. Like I could feel sleep. I mean, yeah, I entirely get that. But I'm going to sink so many hours into this, probably.
2: (laughs) No, honestly, I, I am. If it is something you're going to enjoy, then I am I'm glad.
1: <laughs> I can't believe we haven't named the most anticipated game of the year. Mm. The most anticipated expansion of the year. Something that people literally will kill another human being for. Sims 4 Island Paradise expansion.
3: Ah, uh, yes. Uh,
1: mm. Finally, after years of probably waiting, <laughs> we get to dress them up. In grass skirts and coconut bras.
2: Isn't there, like, 40 fucking packs?
1: Yeah, and they're all, like, 15 quid on sale because EA is a nightmare company. But, yeah. I just yeah. wanted to make the joke of The Sims.
2: I wonder, um, with, the, with the modern Sims stuff, do they all work together? Or is it, like, The Sims 1, where if you had too many add-on packs installed, it starts to break?
1: Thing is, <laughs> nowadays, uh, I don't know, because Sims 3 was a big problem where um, I've seen multiple people who... You remember that weird error I had before we upgraded? Which one? Okay, that one that <laughs> meant that I literally couldn't play the game at all. It wouldn't even boot. I okay. was going to say which one again, but... Mm. But it was the one that I literally... Yeah. W- yeah. Before I could even play it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, um, I literally remember spending like a good couple of weeks just every day, spending like an hour or two trawling forums, trying to figure out how to fix it. And there were people who were like, this is my sixth copy of the game, and it still won't work. And every time I message EA, they just go, oh, try a fresh install. And... Spoiler alert! That didn't work for fucking anyone, and they didn't care because you'd already bought the game. Yeah, uh, I feel The Sims Four might be a bit better because the actual game loads very quickly, unlike The Sims Three, which takes forever. But I think that's just because they've removed so much base game content that should have been there to try and sell it back to you that there's <laughs> yeah. barely anything in it.
2: Maybe that's all that happens: is that <laughs> the load time just gets to you know to back to Sims Three levels if you have all forty add-on packs. If you have the
1: full game, basically. <laughs> you... But yeah, anyway, yeah. we're not talking about that. But yeah, that's. Uh, I think yeah. that's everything.
2: Um, oh, we should mention as well, um, because wow, that took a lot longer to talk about than was originally <laughs> yeah. planned. Yeah,
1: I yeah.
2: This was not going to be like an E3 special episode, but I guess we spent like forty fucking minutes talking about it. So I guess it is now. Yeah, surprise, uh, because we. Later, are going to be talking about our D D campaign that has yes! finally started.
1: we we yes. started our D D campaign properly with Ash as the dungeon master, and we will be gushing about that after we've discussed what we've done and before the questions. So, so yeah,
2: um, that's fun. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about what we've been uh, what we've been up to first. Yes. So yes. Snipe it me. I don't know how we're doing these voices, but
1: uh, <laughs> it's you. What,
2: what, what have you been up to?
1: I've been up to a few things. A few things? Um, there's a couple, we've got a few shared things. So, went to see Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah. In 3D.
0: Which it, I, I, it,
1: the thing is, like, I looked on the website and it didn't tell me it was in 3D. And then when we got there, that was the only showing for four hours. So we were uh, like, yes, we're going to have to fucking see it now.
3: <laughs> the only way they can get you into 3D showings nowadays is by tricking you into it. <laughs>
1: Basically. you Basically.
3: Know, <laughs> do, you, do you want to just talk about Godzilla now? Because I was going to talk about
2: it in mine, but shall we just back talk well, about it here?
1: Okay. Yeah. No. I was. Just, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm just going to say that I found it enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, so
1: I just, think it was a lot better than the, the first one.
2: Well, it wasn't boring. Uh, so yeah.
1: I um, <laughs> see. Fucking spicy boy! No, like
2: there are good parts to Godzilla twenty
1: fourteen. Especially yeah, there's, there's, some... a, there's that one shot of the halo jump that's okay, Ooh, that's and a then there's the he like Godzilla atomic breaths into a monster's mouth, which is cool. But that's literally the only good. Those parts are the two bits added. I remember. Out of, out of like the two hours, there's like twenty seconds. Yeah, which are, like, yeah, pretty it's good. very
2: slow with boring human characters and the good human characters. It doesn't focus on very much. They mostly fixed that in the second one by not having interesting human characters at all. <laughs> yeah, but focusing on the monsters way more. That's not a fix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, I'm being flippant. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. To be fair, um, I found
1: like the only human characters I liked was, I think her name was Chen, uh, Sarazawa, and, um, fuck, I can't remember her name, but she is a military lady, which when she appeared on screen, I literally turned around to Wib and elbowed him and went, Now, I'm straight as an arrow, but damn! (laughs) She was fucking gorgeous! And honestly, she looked like she could break my neck, and that was awesome. And Um, Millie Bobby Brown's character as well was pretty good, because, you know, she's a good actress.
2: Yeah, um... What we'll say? Just a quick thing about 3D. So I've only so I I saw like a bunch of stuff in this time. Ty- you know the modern 3D. I saw a bunch of stuff using that years and years. They and call years it ago.
1: like real D or something. It's kind of weird. yeah, but like
2: the modern technology as opposed to like the old. Um, oh, I can't remember what it's Stereo called. Stereo. The the old you know red and uh, red and blue or red and green yeah. 3D. Um, the the newest stuff obviously doesn't use that. Um, and I I'd seen a load of stuff using the newer 3D. 3D technology at like Disney World and Universal Studios things years and years before it became like popular in cinemas. So I was familiar with the tech and so I've only ever actually seen two movies in the cinema at 3D, well, one of which was Godzilla.
1: When, well, it was in Terminator 2, yeah. was like the only viewing available was 3D because for some fucking reason. Yeah, but
2: the thing is, like, when I saw it with Terminator, I was like, well, that was converted to be 3D. So the fact that It was sort of irrelevant, and I completely just stopped paying attention to it after, like, 15 minutes. Because your eyes adjust, was probably because it wasn't originally intended for that, so it's not going to be the best effect. And then to go and watch a movie that was released explicitly in 3D from the beginning, and I still stopped noticing it after, like, the first 15 minutes... Yeah, like I'm sitting there going, "Wow, 3D is completely pointless." Maybe it's just because my—I know some people get more of a definition than others. And I—I mean,
1: you have you had your like glasses on, and then you had the 3D glasses over them. Yeah. So that's. I have to do that now. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, So maybe it's not the best perception, but I know for me, 3D is. Utterly worthless. I
1: mean, it's like it's a fun gimmick for like the first twenty minutes, but then yeah, my eyes adjust yeah. and I notice it. All it oh, meant
2: is that yeah. some things in the background were not quite in focus for me anymore, and I'm like, oh, good.
1: Well, I mean, that's what I'm not a fan of because, like, especially in like 3D, it's really obvious because I'm I'm like a background. Like, I, I like looking in the background while people are talking. I'm just notoriously distracted. And then, like, it'll kind of hurt my (laughs) eyes because it's, like, forced focus. And I'm like, uh, okay, I guess I'm staring at fucking this guy then.
2: But moving on from a a horrible critique of uh, modern cinema's attempts to try and get people to actually go to a theatre as opposed to just watch things on Netflix. um, (laughs) I will say I really enjoyed King of the Monsters.
1: I thought it was very fun.
2: I absolutely adore the redesign and characterization of Ghidorah. Ghidorah
1: it. was great. Like,
2: he, he's like actually kind of menacing and is a threat. Because one of the problems with Ghidorah being like a reoccurring threat in the old Godzilla films is that he got his ass handed to him repeatedly. Oh, yeah. So he stopped being a threat. I think the culmination of that was in Destroy All Monsters, where at the end. About ten monsters just curb stomp him, and it's actually kind. Of, it's like if it wasn't so silly, it would be kind of unsettling to watch. Like a bunch of monsters just
1: murder, murder him like
2: <laughs> as a gang. It's it's like kind of fucked up when you think about it. Um,
1: I I liked there was a lot of uh, subtle nods to um, Godzilla canon as well.
2: Oh yeah, they refer to uh, Ghidorah as Monster Zero, which I was like,
1: "Fucking yeah." Yeah, that was that was cool. Um there's a bunch of new kind of monsters in there to Yeah,
2: there's another Muto in yeah, it, which is
1: like I mean, I guess you got There's put a
2: weird out. mammoth there's like a mammoth
1: where you, I mean, I liked that one because you looked at it and go, "I can imagine a dude in a suit." Like there.
2: a mammoth gorilla hybrid. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was kind of kind of spooky, but yeah.
2: Actually, it looks like a bipedal. Well, not a bipedal. Cause it was it was walking like a gorilla, but mm. like um, a more primate-looking version of that big um, thing that ogres have in Age of Sigma. They have a big like thing with huge tusks. Yeah, it looks a little like that.
1: Yeah, but um, yeah, there's like again, loads of like nice little nods. And They used yeah. the Godzilla theme, the original Godzilla theme. It was cool, and the original and Mothra theme, the Mothra song, yeah,
2: which I was really, really happy. Is Mothra in it?
1: Yeah, yeah, Mothra's in it. Spoilers, even though I think she's in the she's uh, the trailer. trailer, so it's, it's fine. fine. Um, there's a nice little bit with with that. I'm yeah. not going to spoil. Um, also, the fucking end song. It was a cover of Blue Oyster Cult's Godzilla. Sorry, Blue Blue Oyster you, you Cult because umlauts are metal or whatever but no one actually pronounces them yeah um and like it's it's a cover of it by basically surge and death clock
2: yeah okay so
1: fucking what's his name
2: so it's um
1: surge surge tankian or whatever it, i can't remember how yeah yeah that's his last that's, name that's, i think yeah. that's right yeah, like and fucking Death Clock.
2: Yeah, it's like Brendan Small and Gene Hogan who are like the main people behind Death Clock's music. <laughs> so, yeah. And
1: it's honestly awesome.
2: There's a few other people, but I didn't catch their names in the credits because when it went past and I saw Surge, and then I was like, okay, that's that's weird. And then Brendan Small and Gene Ho- uh, Ho- Hogland. it's not Hogan, it's Hoglan. Um, but yeah, it was like, Okay,
1: and I have had that song stuck in my head for days. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. It's it's pretty awesome. But yeah, no, um, yeah, I thought it was it was good. It was a lot of fun. Way more interesting than the first movie. They seemed to lo- learn from the, all the mistakes they made. It was pretty cool.
2: Yeah, um, I think that's that's kind of the thing of the. Of, of all the Godzilla uh, attempts to create Godzilla or Godzilla-like movies in the West, um, I will say I think this is the one that actually comes the closest to being accurate. Like, feeling like... Watching this is very much like what... It's basically what it, what would, it would be like if they made, like, a Showa era Godzilla film now. Because it has, obviously, the fancy effects and... Straight up, there is some stuff in this that is stuff that would be impossible to do with suits. And I... I like, that's fucking great. Um, but all of the, like, tropes, like, you know, monsters fighting each other, humans running around doing stuff that's... You know, forwards the plot and does affect things, but really... It's just ah, to, like,
1: stop it from being constantly monsters. Yeah,
2: it's focusing... There's a lot more heavy focus on the monsters. And there's stuff referencing it. Like, I'm going to give... um let's say they go to a place that is a place that is a mythological place and they don't even acknowledge it as being weird. (laughs) Like, it's just, (laughs) oh, I guess we're here now. And that is, I half expected fucking Megalon to show up. It's fucking (laughs) ridiculous. And I but
1: they, they, they're taking they they take it well. They're like, yeah. oh yeah, this is silly, but we're just going to take it and they've just got like, with it.
2: They've got like a giant fucking stealth bomber that births other planes. It's like such. It is so old school Godzilla in its sensibilities of just embracing the silliness of stuff that, despite the fact that the film having problems, it's not perfect, but it's fun. And to me, that like, gas Godzilla movies in general, you don't watch them to be perfect movies. You watch them to be. These imperfect, kind of silly, but just fun movies. Just these little romps. Um, and I was also glad that Rodan wasn't just... Okay, this is going to sound weird. Uh, Rodan wasn't the Baragon of this movie.
1: Oh, I want Baragon in a movie. And I want them to use this <laughs> to act as...
2: Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in, in there's a movie called... Um, a, a, a similar movie in some ways. Um, in general setup up uh, called um, Godzilla Mothra and King Ghidorah Giant Monsters All Out Attack yes it is the worst name of any <laughs> movie ever um it's like SEO as a title. Um,
1: Thing, thin, sexy stockings, women's, men's, daylight, <laughs> yeah. summers, flowers, happy happy parade. Yeah. And
2: in that, like, <laughs> Barragon is also supposed to be just as important as the rest of them, yet isn't in the title of the movie, and is just used to get murdered early on in the movie to show how badass Godzilla is. Oh. And I kind of assumed that that's what Rodan would be in this movie, and they're not. Actually, Rodan gets a chance to be kind of cool,
1: my only problem with Rodan in this movie is that he doesn't cough.
2: Yeah, Rodan occasionally in the old movies does a he weird. Just goes, <coughs> yeah, he does a like he's, he has like a screech, but he does like a weird cough version of it. He's sometimes. got like yeah, you need like a, a bit fisherman's
1: weird. friend or something. <laughs> he doesn't do that. But, <laughs>
2: uh, but no, uh, designs are really cool. Even the really different version of Mothra, I really kind of like because it's way more actually like a weird insect. I I actually really like the design of Mothra. Um, yeah. I liked it. Not perfect, but I liked it. And how was how it to watch for someone who has only picked up Godzilla stuff like by the background radiation of being around me? Ah, no pun intended. Yeah.
1: I liked it. Thought it was fun. Good. So can I continue with what I've done? You can't <laughs> stop
2: talking about Godzilla and not expect me to, you know, run rampant on it. It's like one of the three things I actually know about.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> kind of scared to mention what else I've been up to, honestly. In case it's just, what has Wib done this week? <laughs> um, Good Omens? Oh, that's a
2: bad thing to choose as the second one. Yeah,
3: I was going to mention that. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to get Wib jumping into my section as well, I think.
1: I love Good Omens, the book, so much. Okay. Shall we do
3: that now as well?
1: Yeah, okay. Go on, Wib. I get
2: two segments. I don't, actually, because this is literally the only other thing I had to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so... So
1: you've just forced your way into my segment. I'm, I'm, yeah, I guess you're going first then. Okay, I guess whip, I'm going first. Whip, what else have you been up to <laughs> apart from Godzilla? i watched the Amazon series of Good Omens. Shit, me too, but you tell me how you feel about it first. How's that? <clears throat>
0: it's
1: not
2: my fault you chose them in that order.
1: I'm sorry I wrote it down like that, just not thinking. Forgive me for not critically <laughs> laying out my topics, you dick.
2: So Good Omens is a book by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman written in, I believe, 1990. It is a very good book uh that I love a lot. Uh because as a big Pratchett fan, um just having something of his that isn't explicitly Discworld, like I was always interested to read those things. Like I really like the Truckers and Diggers books. Uh am meaning to read Dodger, actually. I've got that and I haven't read it yet. Um but yeah, Good Omens is a very good book about the end of the world and angels and demons and stuff.
1: Holding hands and whistling Dixie.
2: Mostly, yeah. Um, And they made a new adaptation of it with uh, Michael Sheen and David Tennant as the main characters.
1: Fantastic casting, by the way. And
2: they, yeah. uh, And it's an Amazon original series, which meant that I had to watch something on Amazon Prime, which I was not happy about. (laughs) Because their player is shit.
1: And they advertise to you. It's not like. Buy this soap. It's like it's literally adverts for fucking other Amazon Prime <laughs> you have, series. You don't
2: have to advertise Amazon Prime to me on Amazon Prime. I have spent money on Amazon Prime. Fuck yeah, like Look, yeah, I, already I, I totally also
3: soap. got that when I watched it on the Amazon Prime app that I have. Yes, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> Moving on.
3: Um, but uh,
2: I can honestly say that this is my favorite adaptation of something Pratchett has done. And... Okay.
1: I'm just surprised David Jason didn't force his way into playing Crowley. <laughs> um, that's taken... A... <laughs> David Jason's like, I'm playing Adam.
2: Because, <laughs> um, yes, the, the Discord adaptations, were some of them were fine, um, but there was always something about him that kind of, yeah, I wasn't super keen on. Um, but, yeah, I, and I think this is about as good an adaptation as Good Omens as could be made. I, I actually... Legit don't know what they could do to make it be better. Uh, Really, really, really enjoyed it. And yeah, casting was great. Uh, Only mild annoyance is that not only did uh, we get uh, official pronunciations of the names from the book but because Neil Gaiman was so involved with the production, I can't just pretend that my own internal pronunciations of them are correct.
1: Like, I think Crowley sounds way... That's just a name, whereas Crowley is... yeah, like I always, That's I always, stupid.
2: Yeah, I always assumed it was supposed to be Crowley, because Alice Crowley, yeah.
1: Yeah, because that's... Yeah, that's dumb. But yeah. But yeah. whatever. I mean, that, that's... If, if Neil Gaiman is pronouncing his own shit wrong... <laughs> yeah, then... I can't argue with him. He wrote, like, half of it, so... I am going to argue with Neil Gaiman.
3: Um, what I... <laughs> Okay, so, Matt, have you read the book? I have not. And I haven't watched the whole series, actually. I'll just mention that now. I've only read, yeah. watched the first, I think, three episodes. Okay. Um, What do you feel about the inclusion of Queen? Hey, I mean, adding Queen to anything is
1: always a good thing. Does it seem weird? Uh... No, should See, it? I, I, I was thinking it probably wouldn't seem weird to somebody who doesn't know.
2: Yeah, okay. So I I'll give a I will give a minor spoiler for the book, but it's not in the series, so it doesn't really okay. matter. Um, but it is that,
1: that that the the queen music is a reference to yeah.
2: it because in the uh, his Bentley that uh, Crowley drives. Yeah. Um any tape that is left in it cuz it was written in the 90s, so before CDs. Um <laughs> Well, before CDs were common in cars. Cars, yeah. Um, Every tape that he puts in there, over time, eventually becomes the best of Queen, (laughs) regardless of what he puts in it. Amazing. Um, So the fact that Queen is playing constantly through it is just a reference to that. Um, (laughs) I was also looking to see if they'd make a reference to the fact that um, it is stated that the only time uh, Crowley has ever refueled that car was once in the 70s to get a small um, bullet hole sticker that, from, that was like a licensing things for a James Bond movie that he kind of liked. That's the only time he's ever had to refuel it. We, <laughs> uh, so I was wondering if they'd put a little bullet hole sticker somewhere on it, just as a reference to that. But I didn't see it. Maybe they did, but I, I would have liked it if they did on that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, really great. And also um, not surprised that they kind of amped up um, Aziraphale and uh, Crowley being... A little bit of a couple.
1: Oh my god, like, <laughs> I think Michael Sheen literally stated that he played Azrafael as, as if he was in love with Crowley, and I'm like, you, they're obviously, like, just the <laughs> ultimate married couple, and oh my god, it's so just perfect together. It does
2: show, and, like, I'm actually totally okay with that as, like, an interpretation. I never particularly it got really that... F- pure and lovely. Like, I didn't get that from the book, but I did first read it, you know as a teenage boy uh, incredibly uh, concerned about his sexuality so I probably wouldn't have noticed that even if it was in my face yeah
1: yeah, but no um, it, it was I thought that was really sweet yeah it was just kind of sweet it was nice yeah. I liked it uh, and they're yeah. basically just an old couple holding hands in the park yeah <laughs> yeah, and that makes me happy yeah it's very
2: pure I like yeah, it yeah
1: it's lovely but no I thought it was incredibly well done very entertaining and drummer Matt you will enjoy the rest of it whether you like it or not
3: yeah <laughs> I really enjoy, so my thoughts on it, if just I, I'm j- jumping into web section on Snipe's section, um, <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the, in, the animated intro sequence it's is so beautiful.
1: Cool. They it's are so hecking weird. chonkers.
3: So cool.
1: Yeah, they, they are, they are <clears throat> chonker boys, but it actually really works. And I just think it's, it's very fun to watch.
3: Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to withhold judgment for the whole thing. And I'll probably mention something next time because I'll have finished it by then. Mm. Yeah. Um, I am enjoying it. My only, my slight weirdness about it, and this is, it's not even really a criticism. It remind the feel of it is very similar to a series of unfortunate events.
0: Okay. I, I don't know
3: what there no. is about it, but when I'm watching it, and I don't know if it's just because I've only watched a few episodes and I haven't fully got into it yet, but I'm just kind of watching it thinking, this is cool, but it's just reminds me of this other show that was just kind of better. <laughs> and I don't know Fair yeah enough. it's a weird one I'm like because I'm really enjoying it but I'm just at the back of my mind I'm just sort of subconsciously think, or not subconsciously because I'm aware of it but like you know I can't get this thought just out of the back of my mind little niggly feeling that I could be watching a series of unfortunate events and that's really weird because when I try to think about it I'm like but I am enjoying this and it is good and it is different obviously mm. and I just can't I just can't work out why I can't get this little niggly feeling out of the back of my head which uh, is so interesting that,
2: uh, that reminds me of like uh, I think the problem with uh,
3: for example The Surge the game that's very
2: much like Dark Souls
3: yeah. is which is getting, getting a sequel that is
2: getting a sequel yes And I, I, that's can't actually, that, I can't remember if that's E3 news or not but I think it was announced at E3, actually. Yeah, shit, I forgot about that because that's actually something I'm looking forward to because I really like the Surge. To one. be
1: fair, I'm pretty mm. sure nobody tunes in for our get- scolding hot gamer takes. But, <laughs> but <I've>, uh... <laughs> if that helps any. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um, but I do feel that um, one of the the thing when you're dealing with a game like the Surge, you kind like a lot of people have it kind of ruined for them by playing it and going, "This is like Dark Souls, but not quite as good." And it means that because Dark Souls is so good that it means that anything that's kind of like it becomes sort of worse when you compare it. So you have to try and get rid of that comparison out of your head mm, to yeah. appreciate it for what it actually is as opposed to comparing it. And you might be having a similar thing. I know yeah, you it's very really it like events.
3: Oh, yeah. So. It's, I, it's, I highly recommend that to anyone. But yeah, no, it's weird. I'm just because I am really enjoying it. I just can't get this. Legal. Maybe I'll keep going with it and then we'll, we'll see what I feel at the end. Yeah, yeah. It I doesn't help. I think it would have been better if I read the book as I just I never got around to reading that book. So I think if I was coming into it from that I probably would have seen it as its own thing.
2: Well, I mean if you want to borrow the book cuz I uh, I, oh, I happen I... to
3: have one from 1990. <laughs> nice, I will do. I've I've almost finished the discord ones I think. I'm getting there. So <laughs> I'm just glad someone else is getting a chance to read through all of those <laughs> the many many books I have collected over the years.
1: <laughs> so Am I allowed to talk about what I've been doing? Yes, I mean, please
3: please continue your section.
1: Thank you.
2: <laughs> it's fine. I, all my stuff's gone now, so I don't even have a section anymore.
1: How does that feel? <laughs> don't... Oh, don't tell me. I already know.
2: Oh, <laughs> I'll just be quiet in the corner and just sip my tea that is non-existent now mm. okay
1: pretend to sip tea yeah I'll
2: pretend to sip tea yeah
1: okay so I've also been playing uh, Chaos Bane
3: ah which
1: nice. is the new Warham game uh, full disclosure it was gifted to us by the devs so was it really eee. gifted it's more given given they, they they just emailed us and was like take it shitheads or something paraphrasing of course <laughs> um but yeah it, I really
3: you. want them to have said that <laughs>
1: It's like, hey, fuckos, get this down, yeah. Fuck you, hyphen the dev team. But yeah, um, it's it's the new the new Diablo kind of like dungeon crawly. Diablo should be
2: clear that's what you mean. Uh, I'm going to keep
1: saying Diablo until people forget that Diablo is a game. That's
2: not going to happen. It just means people don't know what you're saying.
1: Uh, That remains to be seen. But yeah, it's like Diablo, and I I quite like Diablo three. So yeah. I quite like Chaos Bane. Yeah, it's pretty much the same as uh, how I played it at Warhammer Fest, where, you know, you've got your four characters and whatnot. And I, th- I thought I'd play some of the... Um, well, we did a Sniper and we play on it. Ooh. And, yeah, which we haven't done in a while. But, yeah, I played an Imperial Soldier, which is... I can't remember his name, but I'm kind of internally always referring to him as Kruber Because they look basically the fucking same. <laughs>
3: and the devs totally didn't tell you off for saying that at the time
1: yeah (laughs) yeah but um yeah no um like i'd say the story is fine um i don't know much about the warhammer fantasy story even though i wrote it it's been a while um but it's it seems fine it's it's kind of like I think it takes place in the end times.
2: No, it doesn't. It's set like hundred years before that. Oh shit, it is. Yeah, no, you're right. Proper Warhammer fantasy, as opposed to like end times or Sigma.
1: That was it. I literally corrected you last podcast about that. I should have (laughs) known. But yeah, no. um, I like it. It's it's enjoyable. Uh, It's been a lot of sewer systems so far. Is my only real complaint. It's not a real
2: video game unless the first levels are in sewers.
1: Yeah, I, there's, like, a couple of things where, like, you know, just technical stuff where I like I play left-handed, so um, I use my arrow keys. So I have, like, you know, delete end and page down and, and, like, KP1 is, like, my abilities. And if you press page down, it just brings up the chat menu and it doesn't do what you want to do even after you've rebound it. So that's a big fucking annoyance for me. It's more of just, like, a quality of life irritation. But otherwise yeah, no, it's solid, it's it's done, it seems to have taken like the good points from Diablo like three and just kind of gone, well, how do we make this a little bit more interesting? So there's like one which is kind of annoys me sometimes where uh if you get a new piece of gear it'll just auto equip if it's better. Sometimes and I'm like, I don't like that. I like to sit there for ten minutes eyeing up my gear. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wonder if you can turn that off in the options. Actually, uh, probably. Mm. I don't know.
1: I haven't checked. But like, no, I I like it. You know, it's it's interesting, and I'm I'm gonna keep playing. I do. I don't know if they have like a um, like a Diablo Three has a basically like a non-story mode where you just go in and dungeon crawl and do a bunch of shit for like gear, and it's just like no story at all. And I, I think it might have that. Actually. I think it might, but I I can't say for sure if it does because I haven't checked. <laughs> Maybe it'll be active after I've completed it, but no, I'm I'm enjoying that and I'm looking forward to playing more. Oh, I would
2: like to add one little thing. Yeah. Um just because yeah, we've done a snap and whip play on it, which if everything has gone correctly, should be out by the time you you hear this. Um I know the last two of those, which were like two months, well, more than that, like three three or four months apart, um, were both on Warhammer games. We're oh, not but... o- We're not only doing Warhammer games now. It's just we've <laughs> not gotten around to them and <clears throat> the- we were going to do one this month anyway and it just happened that we got the code for Chaos Bane and thought that would be the most apt thing to do. So yeah. we're not just doing Warhammer games for those anymore and they- we should hopefully get back to doing them once a month um, from now on, which will be on all sorts. I just wanted to say that because I realise that it probably looks like we're just exclusively Warhammer channel now, which we're not. Yeah, uh, It's just kind of happened that way
1: it's just been it's just the way it's happened exactly um that's pretty much it apart from i've been playing some pokemon quest on my phone Ooh, what's that it's like it's it's like this little pokachu game where um you get some pokemon buddies and then the story is like you have a pokemon buddy and you have like a little like drone that follows them around and you can like pick their attacks and stuff. It's it's kind of like a dungeon crawler,
3: <laughs> okay.
1: Where you go in there and you go beat up a bunch of enemy Pokemon, and then you beat the level, and then it gives you like a next level where you know. And you can equip like power stones and defense stones, and you make soup, like Pokemon stew, so you can attract Pokemon Is it to be made your buddies. As I to say, no. when you say Pokemon stew, it's made of like berries and stuff. So like you basically make Pokemon food, and then a Pokemon will come and eat like be attracted by the smell of the food and then be your friend okay so like but you need to get berries which you get on the dungeon crawls and like the stew kind of takes like so many full like dungeon completions before it's ready which also is pretty cool because if you die if you have like a party wipe it still counts as a completion and like you get like every half an hour you get one battery power back and like that means you can have one dungeon run. So it's very obviously a mobile game. But it's it's pretty it's pretty generous with its like premium currency. So it's it's just been a nice little kind of battery drainer for me over the past like week or so. Yeah. That's yeah. been fun. But yeah. Uh, and that's basically all I've been doing. And all Wib's been doing apparently. <laughs> But yeah, drummer Matt, what have you been up to?
3: I have been playing Monster Hunter World. Ah. I, I think. I've been interacting with the game. I'm not sure if I'm playing it properly. It is you're...
1: really confusing and it's really bad at explaining itself.
3: So you're booting the game up and pushing buttons. Yeah, I'm killing some monsters, but I'm... <laughs> so I think I'm doing the right thing, but i Well, really it is find... called Monster Hunter, so... Yeah, I'm finding it hard to, know, to get any feedback. I don't, I'm, really, I'm enjoying it, but I just, I'm, I'm fully aware that it's going to take me many hours to get used to what on earth is happening.
2: Yeah, it's that um, that sort of game.
3: <laughs> yeah, but I am enjoying it. Like the combat feels because I like that you get. So there's. Have you spoken about this? I know you've played it, Snipe.
1: Mm.
3: Have you both played it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both played. it. I
3: have okay. played a bit more oh. of it. But. I can't remember how how much you've talked about it on the podcast. So I don't want to go into it in too much details if you already have. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we have talked about it on the podcast, but it was mm.
0: a while ago. Yeah. It came
3: I do. So I do like that you get you you know you get to choose three different weapons and they all feel very different. So eventually, when I looked up how to compare them, I was like, "Oh, there's a training mode you can go into and go and play with them all." So like, this is useful, <laughs> and they all feel very different. So I picked one I like, which happens to be the the two blades. I like how quick it is.
1: Oh yeah, that's what I was going with. Was it? Oh, nice.
3: mm-hmm. I think it's probably the beginner weapon, to be honest. But that's that, you mean I've I've never wow, played okay. a Monster Hunter game before, so I'm fine with that.
1: Well, like it does have a relatively high skill ceiling because you need to know when to hit. So. I say, trying not to sound offended, <laughs>
3: <laughs> um yeah, but i'm yeah, I'm really enjoying it running around i' I'm getting a bit wouldn't you get I'm a bit confused at the moment, so you when you're hunting down when you're hunting down a specific big monster, like it's once you first found a footstep, you can follow them, and then the more footsteps you get, the easier it is to track the next footstep, but so far, I spent a lot of each mission, which are timed. you've got like a certain set down there,
1: I think everything like there's a timer of like ninety minutes on everything,
3: yeah. And I spent a lot of the chunk of the time each time trying to find out where the to start with, which I guess is the more you play the game, you learn these things. But yeah. I have found that each time I go on a mission, the first half an hour of it or so is just aimlessly wandering until <laughs> I happen to find the first footstep and then I'm like, okay, I can follow these now. Which is a bit frustrating, but I imagine I learn a way, like, either my character learns or I learn where to look for certain monsters.
1: You level um, up your Pyreflies... Or whatever the okay. fuck they're
3: called. Yeah, the, the green things. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what they're called.
1: You basically train them, I think. So, oh, okay. like, they get better at tracking certain things. Yeah, I I, I
3: assume that would be be the case.
1: Yeah.
3: Um. But, yeah, once once i found the monster, I'm quite enjoying it.
1: Have you encountered an Anjanath yet?
3: Uh, oh, see, this is the thing. I haven't worked out the names of all the things yet. I've killed the bird-looking thing, which is called, like, a... Koi, Kiku. It's not, it's not that, but it's sort oh, of it's similar. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've forgotten all the names of the things. Yeah, so,
3: I, can't, yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I played yesterday and I've forgotten them all. I think I've done the first. Three big monsters. I think I do like that. The, for the first two monsters, you're following around Matt Mercer, and he's telling you what to do. Yeah, no, that's as much as you were going, you end. were joking about the the, the the weird voice acting. Not bad, but you know what it is, voice yeah, acting. Yeah. And then for the first few monsters, you just follow around Matt Mercer being Matt Mercer. Like, to be
1: fair, he is like a little bit. <laughs> he's having it slightly, it. but only slightly. But even then, it's Matt Mercer. He could literally do any like like any stupid voice, and I'd still think he was amazing. So <laughs> yeah.
3: So that was quite good for me. I was just like, okay, I feel completely out of my depth. I have no idea what's going on. But this is reassuring, so. <laughs> Matt Mercer is telling me what to do, and I will and I will do whatever it is without any hesitation. I think
1: that's a bit of a kink for a lot of people on the internet. Just Matt <laughs> yeah. Mercer tells you what to do for 20 minutes.
3: <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> it Subscribe might make my, to my view Patreon of the game, for more. <laughs> it might make my view of the game biased somewhat. But so far, <laughs> so far, and I, I have no idea how many monsters there are or how big the map gets, or I, so I don't know how far. I'm not far through it at all i imagine it's a game you can sink in hundreds of hours you, to follow, yeah so. definitely so absolutely. i'm f- f- approximately two percent through it or something but <laughs> i'm enjoying it i think it's good cool we'll have to go sit hunt some monsters together at some point
1: yes absolutely
3: um the other things on my list are yeah we, i've watched good omens which we've already spoken about <laughs> yep and we played D, which we're going to speak about in a second yeah okay so that's me done.
1: <laughs> All right, then. Okay, I guess it's time to talk about D&D, ain't it? I guess it is. If
2: okay. we're skipping
3: web section. Well, it, my,
2: mine, mine was like a footnote in snipe section. So
1: A footnote,
2: you say? It was a very big footnote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, was. it was like, you know when you read an article and it has like... They go through like they have the asterisks to like go and check a footnote, and then there's the double asterisks, and then they start having to use other weird symbols because <laughs> they've had too many asterisks. Yeah, uh, that's basically the kind asterisk of footnote it was. Plus, yeah, obelisk,
1: like, hey. obelisk. Yeah, whatever. drama Matt said. I
3: was making an asterisk and obelisk reference. <laughs> I'll have you know. You oh, get you.
1: the French dude. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. comic
3: characters. Yeah, okay. yeah. No. Tiny references. How old are you? <laughs> old enough they're, they're still around
1: yeah just so this drama map
2: but anyway um, Dungeons and Dragons so just to lay some groundwork
1: Dungeons and Dragons is a game made by Gary okay <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, we've uh, you know if you've um, not been uh, not been listening to the podcast for a super long time
1: finally people can come back and listen to the shit they care
2: about <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we did a campaign where Drummer and Matt was the DM and us and our friends, Ash and Sarah played through a little campaign with, um, with a bunch of characters and every time we had a session... Um, we'd recount what happened at the end of the podcast, and people seem to quite like it.
1: I like talking about it, and people seem to like hearing about it. Uh, so so we're going weird. to
2: be doing that
3: again with this new campaign.
1: Yes, which at, is at, de- at
3: least they don't seem to dislike it. So.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, with this this new campaign has is being DM'd by Ash, who was playing Talus in Draw Matt's campaign, and yeah. Um, we're we're also playing like, same people playing just a different person DMing this time. So Drama actually gets to play yeah. as a character for. I haven't for once. played
3: for years, like as a player. <laughs> yeah. it's really weird. Um,
2: it's weird
1: having like not answering to you if you know what I
2: mean. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to recount what we what happened in our first session, and we're going to introduce our characters as and when they appear in the narrative in order we, of appearance because we didn't yeah. all just appear at the same time.
1: No. Uh, I was, uh, playing with Sarah's character in basically campaign episode zero. So, uh, yeah. I'm not going to go into that too much, but little bits of it do come up. Yeah, because in... that
2: would be spoilers for players that don't know stuff yeah, that happens in exactly, it yet. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, do you want to start off? Because you were the, uh, you were the people, that, you and Sarah were the people who started off the campaign, like, you know?
1: Okay, so I guess I'll introduce my character yeah. first. Yeah, yes. Uh, my character, Hella Callan, is, um, she's a six-foot-three half-elf with pale blonde hair tied up in a messy bun, big brown eyes, dark eye makeup, wearing half-plate, with uh, it's quite nicely engraved with, like, um, like little ivy and vines around the side. I have a longsword, a silvered longsword, and a shield. I am a paladin who... Has taken the oath of the ancients. Okay. So, yeah, I'm very, very like, for those of you who don't know, uh, that's not very lawful good. Oh, I can't tell a lie, paladin. That's she will punch you in the face if you like steal somebody's like musical instrument because they like, they love light and laughter and joy and happiness and little things like that. So, they're, they're not more, they're not really concerned with like morals. And kind of like things like that. They don't have to be, mm. or like never telling lies or anything like that. So yeah, that's basic outline for my character. Um, Beltan is Sarah's character, who is a full elf. She's five foot four, I think. She's got like long red hair, very kind of like you know, leafy kind of green dress, and a and a wooden staff. She's playing a a, a druid, yes. who is awesome <laughs> so we're like we're we're hanging out in the uh the tavern in this old town called honeston which was formerly known as glimmer um the town's history is to condense it very quickly was an incredibly wealthy and prolific town because they had had some beautiful gold veins like really phenomenal gold veins underneath the uh like and around the surrounding land Uh, which made the town excessively wealthy to the point where they had some like they have like the biggest library on the continent the most impressive one just hanging out in this town and overnight it all vanished and basically turned into a ghost town and there's barely anyone there there's like one tavern and a couple of other places I already knew this you guys didn't really know this but like it's okay because it would have come up anyway my character knew this
3: but I don't think I did
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think to be fair, I think Webb's character would would know this as well. <clears throat> so yeah, and Hella, just you know, she's she's come down and she wants she's looking for adventure and everything. And we did we did campaign zero, where we went and sorted out a bunch of stuff. We met the librarian, and helped out a uh, a local couple, and. While we're just having breakfast and talking, a little little Dragon Ball girl, who's um, one of the little kids that the mayor is taking care of, comes in and gives me a note saying that the librarian wants to see me. And Beltan, of course. So we're like having a very loud conversation about, oh, yeah, that grumpy Dragonborn librarian, he's like decided that we need his help because when we went there in Campaign Zero, he was like, oh, there's this horrible shit going on in the library. And we were like, we'll help. He's like, no, I don't need your help. I've hired some guy called Junior, but I haven't seen him. And he hasn't come back. And I'm like, okay, fine. Um, Whatever.
2: And on your characters loudly discussing the library, my character, who has happened to also be in this particular inn, um, kind of... What
1: were the chances? <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: Slams down his drink and walks over and uh, it is like, oh, you're going to the library, are you? Uh, because... My and I'm ca- like,
1: it's closed.
2: Yes, you are. You, you, <laughs> your character would not stop telling me it was closed. No it's matter close how much I was aware. So my character is a tiefling called Samuel Sylvain. Um, I'm not going to say too much about him because um very little of his backstory has come out to the players well what so, does it look like at least uh but he's red um wearing scale mail armor he's a ranger um his fighting style is straight up it's just based on um Trevor Belmont from Castlevania. he's got you know a rapier and uh, a whip uh, and everything geared to making making him really good at two-handed combat I know that, strictly speaking, giving him a second rapier would be more efficient in most cases. But then he wouldn't have a whip.
1: Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> then he wouldn't have the whip and it wouldn't be cool.
2: Um, And basically he had been given information uh, that he needed to check out the library. So he only just got into town. And so when a couple of people are saying, oh, we're going to go to the library and do something, he was basically like, hey, can I come and tag along? Because besky he doesn't know the way to anywhere. Um, he is of, I will say he is of um, noble upbringing, so he is quite proper.
1: Don't think he likes Hela he's very the, much.
2: He's the exact opposite of my last character, Johnny, who was a rough as arseholes, <laughs> uh, punk rock barbarian, basically. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I, I'd go as far as to say that Hella is quite different from Nathan as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, You know, very different.
2: Yeah. For a start, she tends to be optimistic and um,
1: not a dickhead.
2: (laughs) Hasn't tried to disguise himself as a sexy female goblin yet. I don't have the
1: disguise spell, so it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yet. Yet.
2: That's important. Yes. So, um, you know, we all we all go off and go to the library where we meet
1: uh, Dr. Horace Warblehat.
2: Which maybe a reference, <laughs> maybe maybe a reference, and he's like, "Oh yeah, basically the the guy who I hired has already gone in."
1: Yeah, but we haven't heard of him. But haven't heard anything heard from anything him. Heard anything from him for a while.
2: So, do you want to maybe go in there?
1: Yeah, and like, I was quite proud of this joke because it's like, "Oh yes, his name was Junior," and my my character gets outraged and goes, "You t- you mean to tell me you sent a baby?" into a, a library full of, like, monsters. And I nearly convinced him that he could have sent a baby into the... Because I was yes, making such a scene. Yeah, definitely nearly convinced him. I nearly... I could have done. I have plus five to my charisma, motherfucker. Yeah, you rolled a fucking nat 20 for your charisma. Yeah. Quite happy about that. So, yeah. Which is weird, because my character is oddly abrasive. Well, she's so... not a nat 20,
2: because that's not how it works. But you you rolled an 18 and then you had buffs I have, to your charisma. Because I'm a half-elf,
1: so. I get plus two yeah. to charisma, so I have a, a 20 yes. charisma, which is plus five. And 19 strength, which is plus four. Yeah, so which is still pretty good. You
2: you are like the most outrageously overpowered character. I'm like character. what
1: Nathan thinks he is. <laughs> <laughs> like, Nathan thinks he's this strong. Whereas I I, I next- like
2: had to sit there like min-maxing my character to from my, like, like rolls to make sure that I could even do the basic things Drawing that he's supposed that to do. worse than you oh, did. Oh yeah, you rolled awfully, didn't you? But yeah, anyway. my character's
3: not great. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, back to the story. So he finally agrees to let us in.
2: Oh, after I uh, do question him about... Uh, because the reason that my character was wanting to go to the library is because he had been told that a character... or an, a, a person who goes by the pseudonym of the Lifebringer had been there, he'd been given information about that, so he questions about uh, about he quest- he questions the uh, librarian about this, and he says, "Oh yeah, he's shown up and he's hurling threats about being let in." He wanted access
1: to the restricted areas of the library, and I said no, and he was like, "Oh, mark my words, you'll rule this day." Arr.
2: And so I like I gave him I gave him a little list of pseudonyms that um, this this entity uses, basically in case someone comes in and tries to use that to get through. So he had no more information about it. And that if he comes back, basically make sure you have guards because I know this person. And when they want in, so- in somewhere, they don't make threats idly. So if they threaten to come in, come back here, they're going to do it and you need to be prepared. And if he does show up, basically send him uh, try and get, so, you know, if, if any, if it looks like he's going to show up, if you can send a message over to where I am, and I'll come as soon as I can. Um, but then we go ahead and actually uh, go and do what we're actually supposed to do, which is yeah. go into the library uh, to try and deal with the mm. strange phenomena that is happening inside it.
1: So, yeah, the librarian locks the door behind us. And um, as we walk in, we immediately see the back side, with its back to us, of a spectator.
2: Which, if you're not aware, is a small beholder,
1: basically. So, yeah. So... I basically tell everyone to shut up and I'm like, are you seeing this? And everyone's like, yes, we have eyes. I'm like, okay, good. So I sneak up right behind. I I say, I say to Ash, I go, I'm going to run up behind it and I'm just going to smack it with my sword as hard as I can. And I do pretty well, I think. And Ash, Ash, I'm going to try and recall how he said it exactly as it went. As you raise your sword and bring it down on the unsuspecting spectator in front of you, your sword clangs off violently in the opposite direction. The spectator starts to wobble. You hear uproarious laughing from the other side of the door where where Dr. Walbhat, the librarian, has currently locked himself out. And he says, please do mind the... uh, exhibits the exhibits they're hard to replace
2: it was just a statue of it a was a fucking
1: statue and i'd run in <laughs> with full of piss and vinegar everyone was laughing at me and i'm just like i don't care and i kick it and then i'm like we need to keep moving <laughs> it was fucking hysterical it was great so, we go in, and we're not really seeing anything. This is the big fucking grand library it is It is huge. You could tell that it was it was very obviously the the most prized library on the continent. It is huge it's got still got some magical enchantments so that when you walk past the fireplaces, they magically light themselves and stuff like that. It's pretty fancy, and as we're going, like Hella being Hella, just starts shouting, "Little boy." Because she thinks Junior's a little boy. If you're in there, we're here to help you, Junior. I think Samuel immediately is like, please don't do that. There might be bad things in here. Um,
2: not qu- not quite. What happens is... I, th- I think... Um... Uh, Baltan also starts shouting with
1: yep. the echo. Oh yeah and I'm just like hey check this out echo and we start like playing with the echo and Samuel is not very happy.
2: And then we hear a voice from the other side of the uh, room basically going will you be quiet there's dangerous things in here.
1: Yeah and then we kind of walk up and then like basically we see like a pair of crossbows poke out from behind a fucking like bookshelf and we're like okay um oh no Hello, and I was like, oh, "It's okay." I think I got because Hella doesn't have a great memory for names. She's so she's like, "Uh, like Professor Professor Wobbly sent us," and he's like, "What?" <laughs> but yeah, I, I'll, I'll let drama mat continue.
3: Hello, the crossbow was mine.
1: Yes, yes. you were the
3: crossbow. <laughs> just the, just the one, not not two. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: um, but yeah, I was, <laughs> so my character. Junior, not in fact a baby.
1: <laughs> that is, that remains to be seen. I think new... still like mm, baby with, her, yeah. baby baby with, with a, a bow, bow. <laughs> baby with a <her> bow, baby with a bow, with
3: a References. I yeah, so I I'm I'm Junior. I'm mid thirties ish. From the look at me, um, where um, yeah, with a hand crossbow and a rapier. Wearing a long, old, and thinning, and slightly bedraggled wizard's robe over leather armour. Um, I'm a human. I have mid-length-ish brown hair, but more out of just not having had a haircut for a while, rather than particular style. <laughs> um, I'm a fighter. Here's my class.
1: With crossbow and rapier.
3: Yeah. I've got the crossbow expert thing, which means I get to have lots of hand crossbow shots which i thought would be quite fun
0: yeah
3: and then there's various maneuvers because i'm a battle master one so i get to like push people around and trip people up which all says like none of it says like melee attack they also because some of them specify melee attack some of the maneuvers you can choose and i was like well i don't want to have that because i want to do it in the crossbow but like you can do pushing ones and tripping ones with a ranged weapon that's fine apparently according to the rules uh-huh. i guess so i guess it's just yeah aiming for the leg or aiming for yeah
2: to be fair, I would probably trip up if you fired a crossbow bolt into my shin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably. Uh,
3: so yeah, that is me. And i initially suspicious of these random people turning up. Once they start saying Dr. Wobbly or whatever he said, I was like, well, if you guys are coming out for like some bad reason, you A, probably wouldn't know his name and B, wouldn't get it that wrong. So <laughs> I'm just like, okay, you guys are probably <laughs> fine.
0: <laughs>
2: That's a fine piece of logic there. Yeah. So,
1: so a Junior comes out and I shake his hand mm. and I just stare at him like a creep.
0: Yeah, and and don't, don't let, let go. go of his hand. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm, d- I'm just like he's like, oh, I'm junior, and I'm like, okay, I'm just staring at him. Yeah. I, I think I, I, I think he has to wrench his yeah. hand free <laughs> yeah. and then moves Char- around.
3: Charisma twenty does not necessarily include, like, <laughs> you know, social skills.
1: Well, she was startled by the way your character looks. I okay? think I,
2: I think I did introduce you as this is Hella. She's Hella. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> and I was like. Yeah. It's true. I am
2: <laughs> a character who can turn the charm on but in her natural state is a bit weird.
1: That's rude. <laughs> I think I think she's incredibly socially adaptable. <laughs> okay i can't even finish that with a and then right?
3: and then hello introduces sammy or as i've known him i now, call sammy. him sammy silver i have i have no idea whether sammy is a name that you like to be known as but it's what i was introduced as you to us so that's what he, he's getting that's all he knows okay so. i did actually
2: introduce myself you to you properly afterwards
3: yeah you did but you know like, for, this is
1: sammy silver and then he's like <laughs> samuel sylvain i'm like yeah, it that's might take a
3: while to get out of sammy sorry <laughs> uh, <fine, fine. laughs>
1: But yeah, then we move along to the door, and I just start smacking on it, like, it's locked. And Junior's like, no shit. I have a key. (laughs) And then I was like, is it for this door, or are you you just showing off the fact that you have a key? (laughs) Poor Junior, why is he putting up with us?
2: So, uh, the door is unlocked, and we enter into the restricted section of the library where shit is happening.
1: Yeah, I wander in because Hella isn't very well. She doesn't check for traps. Let's just say the
2: character so she... still gonna die. Yeah,
1: probably. <laughs> she just wa- she just walks in and is just kind of like, well, it's a big boring room, okay, and just starts kind of going. I think like Cobblepot is just off his tree or something, and not noticing the imps that are everywhere in there. Yeah, like, like around the sides. Because of course I don't notice.
2: So combat begins with uh, was it was either was it five
1: imps I think it was five imps. Yeah. Yeah,
2: So not nothing, nothing too dangerous. Uh, although saying that, uh, the initial round of
1: combat, I got well, hit for like fifteen damage. Well, yeah,
2: the initial, well, the initial like thing was you getting charged by an imp, and yeah, it just biting off like half. Your I d- I just
1: rolled throughout the entirety of this fight. I rolled fours constantly <laughs> did. rolling fours I you didn't... rolled
3: what you rolled one crit and then made up for it by all of the rest of your rolls to be fours
1: yeah. yeah but like yeah so first round i like it comes up and like it it swipes at me i fail miserably with my shield and my half plate it does like eight damage to me from the off and then i have to roll a constitution save and it just does another six damage to me it just it just fucking wrecks me.
2: Yeah, it just takes a, a remarkably large. Cause it like maxed out the damage it could possibly yeah, do with like its really initial lucky. attack. Um, yeah, it was. It was a rough opening gambit, and it was like not indicative of the rest of the fight at all.
1: No, not really. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure Ash got really nervous at that point when he saw like me lose like yeah. 13, 14 hit points assault from the off. Because <laughs> then after that, after I was
2: initially going like, ah, oh, shit um if
1: the tank's taken that much damage already
2: yeah like you matt then just like one shot what they got that that particular imp just shot it just fucking died
3: yeah i tried to make a tripping attack which would like make him land off his wings and then it was just like yeah that didn't need to do that he just dies it's like oh (laughs) okay well i think i might have got away lucky there because these guys are resistant to non-magical attacks and I mentioned after the attack I was like yeah this is just a normal crossbow
0: yeah and I was
3: like oh well it's already happened but okay from now on fine yeah <laughs> so I think I might have got off a little bit lucky there yeah Uh fortunately, to find a magical weapon
2: fortunately the fact that you the, because you shot one you had enough things to shoot another one that meant that one of them was injured so it meant that even though my rolls were terrible I was then able to kill the one that you shot because well I I had Colossus Slayer, which meant that if something's already damaged, I just do an extra, like, D8 of damage to it per round. It's nuts, yeah. Um, So even though I only hit it, I missed with my two rapier hits, I managed to hit it with my shitty D4 whip, which (laughs) um, is all my weapons are silvered because, yeah, Shock Horror, the character based on uh, Trevor Belmont, uh, is somewhat able to deal Mm. with things of a more supernatural nature.
1: Well, my longsword's silvered as well, but I found it, so... Ah. That, that'll that come out later yeah i feel um so that one was taken down um, um beltan has this really cool thing where I, I think it's like savagery or something where she basically just grows like bear claws and just tears chunks out of things it's really fucking cool yeah she just like nukes one as well and i'm sitting here going i haven't even done a thing <laughs> oh well that's fine but like the one time I did a hit, I think it was the second time.
2: The second round. In the yeah. second
1: round, where so because we're level five, um, we have two. I have I have two melee attacks, and because I'm a paladin, a lot of the spells I have can be used as, as like my bonus my action. bonus action. So my last round, I cast thunderous smite, which adds I think two d6 to my uh, damage as well because mm. so, i was just like fuck this thunderous smite so i managed to crit with my first attack get a shitload of damage in that i can't even remember how much it was it was a lot it
3: it was like 30 something or something
2: it was... and it's
1: like imps have like 12 hp <laughs> So I just I fuck it I I just started going like nuclear on this thing and then it just evaporated like
2: first strike first just, strike it's just it was just gone
1: and I was like I am so worked up
2: bearing in mind thunderous strike also creates a thunderclap that can be heard for like three
1: hundred feet <sighs> yeah all like it's around in this cacophonous <laughs> fucking thunderclap throughout like rippling throughout the library I, uh, and then I turn around and bolts and like cause I've still because I've still got I haven't moved. To like another imp and I'm like, ah and I roll four. <laughs> I Roll <laughs> another four and I'm like, oh fuck, okay. I killed one, I'm happy. After
2: you've like completely atomized that first one, I, I did just turn around and go, it was just an imp.
1: Yeah, and then, like Hello turns around and goes, and I don't like imps and It's like, well I think that's, that's maybe some fluff I can add to her backstory. She just, she just like really imps. hates imps for some reason. <laughs> But yeah, we managed to take all of them down uh, pretty well. I, I I cast cure wounds because I'm I'm still getting used to healing magic. Because we yeah. had like no healing magic in the our, last campaign. Yeah, our
2: old campaign, we only had one person by the end of it who had any healing abilities, and that was me, the barbarian. Which
1: during the end fight, I think I. I just got myself up and I was st- like, I think Talus had given me a health mm. potion. I got myself up and when my nose was bleeding. I was like, kind of like, I was still in a bad way. Johnny turns around and points at me and heals me for one HP. Because I, I,
2: <laughs> I had one level in Bard, so I could be a Barbarian.
1: Yeah, and so. I'm like, my nose has stopped bleeding. Was that you? And he's like, I think so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was a very cute moment,
2: <laughs> um, but yeah. So we deal with that, and then uh, and then I'll hand over to Matt to recount what happens next. Well, yeah.
3: this is I'm trying to remember. So did, were the imps in the room when we came in? Yeah, yeah. the imps in the room. Because yeah, I I got through. I so I walk do, I walk into the middle of the room, and I've got I've been given as well as the key. I've been given a phrase to say to like
1: which none of us know.
3: Stop the bad things from happening. But I think that's what it was for. Yeah. So I get halfway through this, and then we're interrupted by how many imps suddenly popping into existence?
1: About thirty-six imps pop into existence, surround. Because yeah, the thing is,
3: the the issue that this library was having was that I think the the doc, the doc, what's the name, Warble Hat, was saying, having this much knowledge and this much books in one place. Just does weird things to, like, reality. The fabric
1: of reality, because there's so much magical books and stuff. And just things
3: to start popping across from, like, other universes and other dimensions and things. Mm. Which is presumably where the imps came from. Yeah. yeah. And there was something about the air feeling sticky.
1: It felt greasy. Or greasy. Greasy, yeah. that was it. the mm. air was greasy. Which none, As... of, none
3: of us, none of our characters, we, like, some of us tried to think, what well, that might be. I and rolled
1: two, like, critical failures on my perception of the two times I was asked to make a perception roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have plus 3 to my perception and it meant fucking Having nothing. met
3: your character more than half an hour, that's not surprising.
1: <laughs> well, I got, I got shit. <sighs> You're somehow
3: rolling in character.
1: Yeah, apparently I was rolling and not paying attention to character. (laughs) But yeah, so like Junior, we just see him walk past us and just stand in the middle of this room and start chanting like evil words and we're all like, what the fuck are you doing? And then suddenly 30-something imps pop into existence surrounding (laughs) us.
3: Don't think that was me. And he was like, it
1: wasn't me. And I was like, it was you. And he's like, "Mm, probably not. (laughs) And we're like, so yeah, we roll initiative and we're like, fuck, fuck. Oh, fuck. I mean, I'm back up to, like, 31 of 39 hit points, but I'm still, like, "Mm," the Uh, way I'm rolling.
2: Yeah, and I think in the... Because when we rolled initiative, you got highest, didn't you, Matt? Yeah. Because then you went to go and hide behind one of the, uh, like, lecterns.
1: Yeah, so he crouched behind that and he was going to pop over and...
2: But then before you could take a shot...
1: Yeah, just as, like, Junior was lining up a shot...
2: Something else popped into existence... A large rectangular thing with many feet. And
1: many teeth.
2: That proceeded to pounce on every one of these groups of imps, devouring them whilst they were screaming for mercy. Oh, yeah. And then toddled over and sat down next to us and opened up its lid. Because it was a chest on many, many legs.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It's the luggage. It's the luggage
2: from yes. Discworld. In case the whole um,
1: warble hat, warble library. hat, air
2: feeling greasy and magic, and too many books in one place causing reality distortions. Yeah, uh, didn't, didn't is it
1: obvious everything. that the group is a fucking huge like collective fan of Terry Pratchett and the Discworld novels? <laughs>
2: and he wanted to have like a more light-hearted one for the first, yeah, just one, for the so. introduction.
1: And Hella immediately fell in love with it. So she's like trying to communicate with us it. like okay one one open and close for yes two for no are are you friendly and it's like and I'm like guys it's friendly and I like <laughs> the rest it of us are tried like just
3: try to bite you that's not friendly
1: yeah like everyone is just like stay away from him I'm like no he's cute because hella is hella yeah and I'm like okay he I could see that he had like like, the, the the chest had, like, something in its mouth, for lack of a better word. And I'm like, um, is it okay if I take some of the things that are in your mouth? One for yes, two for no, and again... And I'm like we're all
2: like, she's totally gonna like, lose an arm.
1: Yeah, honestly <laughs> I was sitting there going, fuck. But I mean this is the way she'd act, but as as the person playing her, I'm like, please don't, please don't bite her arm off, please. So she just goes in and just takes out like a health potion, a couple of health potions, she's like, Oh cool, and hands just passes them to Samuel and just keeps pulling things out. Like there's like potatoes and there's like a weird vial and there's like a wizard hat that's spelt wrong, uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two zeds uh, and I just I give them all the, to Samuel, and I'm like, I like him. I think he's sweet, and I'm like petting him, and I, I, I call him Nibbly because he's bitey, and I, I like everyone else is like, stay away from it. It's fucking evil. Oh, and a sandwich pops out of a, like one of the tears in reality <laughs> that is like a reference to Talisa's sandwiches that she would always make from the first yeah. campaign we did that were gross. Sora and Nathan hated these sandwiches, but Johnny loved them.
2: Uh, so uh, Samuel picks up the sandwich and carefully feeds it to the chest? No, you
1: throw it at the damn well, thing. I, well, you don't I, tr- get I throw cost. it into it, you know. Because yeah, like,
2: eh. <laughs> I'm like, is it... Maybe if we feed it, feed it something, it's it, it'll be okay. Does anyone have a sandwich? And then the sandwich popped into existence.
1: Yeah, I was like um, okay, guess we have a sandwich. Okay,
2: it, I think it was originally just supposed to be a joke, since other things were popping into and reality. Then like, but then I was like, no, seriously, did that really happen? And Ash
1: was like, yeah, fill your boots, one not? Yeah.
2: <laughs> and so it led to the thing of sitting and go, okay, so it's being friendly with us now. But what happens when it wants another sandwich?
1: And then we go find more imps to fight. It's really easy. <laughs> So yeah, um, and I, I'm I'm basically giving instructions to Nibbly, going okay, like you know, hide because it, it it can literally just turn completely. It can like pop into a different dimension. It's basically it's a as Bag, like large bag of holding for us. Yeah. yeah. So I put all the stuff back in, and we go to see Doctor Warble Hat. Oh yeah. no, this is like before when like. I'm, I just start, like, engraving something on the floor in marble in my sword because I'm bored. And mm. Samuel all but fucking, like, hits me. I slap you on the arm and I'm like, stop doing that! I'm like, why? <laughs> it's like it's a nice old building. Like, yeah, the floor's boring and it'd be nicer if it had, like, some ivy and some leaves. And, <laughs> and then Junior's like, we, we won't get paid. And I'm like, okay, f- I don't care. And It's like, well, we won't get paid. I'm like, okay, that's fair. I'll stop then.
2: <laughs> can you confess, Can you just fucking not?
1: Well, that's just a big boring building. Like <laughs> it's all sterile and dumb. So we go out, see Doctor Warble Hat, and we have we're basically like, yeah, did everything good, and then Nibbly pops into existence behind him,
2: and he all but shits a brick.
1: He and he fucking freaks out. It's hilarious. And then I have to try and convince Warble Hat that Nibley is a friend, like you're telling like,
2: like, oh no, he's he's friendly, and the rest of the group is like, you're behind uh, honestly, me going, mm,
1: mm,
0: mm. going
2: like, honestly, we don't know. Uh, it seems friendly now, but I'm just going to say i would be a bit cautious about it. And I'm like, more no. importantly,
3: it seems to be following us, not you. So yeah,
2: yeah.
1: And I, I'm just like so taken <laughs> with Nibley. I love him very much.
2: Um, So, yeah, we we get lifetime library cards.
1: We do, even to the restricted areas.
2: And so I I say, like, my character's going to come back to try and find out what uh, the Lifebringer was, um, see if there was anything I could find that he might be after. Mm. Um, So I said I'll be coming back um, to go and check that out. But for now, we all go back um, to the inn for the night. um, And that's where the... Yeah. Session ended. It was just a little short one. Just as a it was little just introduction. A short kind
1: of like a bit more of a silly one to kind of get us all loosened up and into new characters and kind of just just comfortable into role play and like back into playing and stuff. Yeah. So it, we... was, it was so much fun, honestly. Yeah. It was oh, really yeah. nice
2: to, just to play D and D again because it's been a while. It was awesome, yeah, and nice.
1: I'm really interested in kind of like <clears throat> learning more about everybody's characters. Yeah. And it's also yeah, I think.
2: Oh, God. Sorry, I was to say it's also interesting because we've unlike like our last campaign, when we started at level one, because we were used to playing high, you know, characters that were like level six by the time we ended. This campaign started with us at level five, so mm. we're all a little bit stronger, yeah. And we're, we have and we're a range of abilities
1: and, and things like that. So, so, uh, so we're
2: not starting from absolute scratch. Which is probably a good thing considering that, for various reasons, we don't get to like play every week or anything. Yeah. So. It means that, you know, we're not going to spend uh, like two years getting back up to level five again, yeah, exactly.
1: which
2: yeah, yeah, you know, would have yeah. happened if we hadn't started. So it, yeah. there is quite a lot to learn about learning a new class that you've never played before from I'm, scratch. I really
1: am playing the opposite of a warlock as well. It's it's weird.
2: And like, I've got like, a, like, my character could not cast any spells until I got that level of Bard, and now like, rangers can cast a bunch of spells, but like, Because I had to, like I said, I had to kind of min-max my character so that he could do the things that I wanted him to do. To have, like, the full two-handed fighting kind of style thing uh, as a ranger. And then it was like, okay, basically all of my spells, I I have, I basically, my, I think it's wisdom is my actual casting thing for them. Okay. And my wisdom is shite. Like, (laughs) I have no bonus to my wisdom whatsoever.
1: (laughs) No, that means it's average. Well, it's
0: average,
2: but it means... But for an uh, adventurer... (laughs) So basically, all yeah. the things, all of my uh, range of things, are all things that are just don't use my actual spellcasting ability. They're just things that instantly happen uh, for one, <laughs> one reason or other, with the exception of the handful of other random spells that I have by being a tiefling. I mean, you
1: have like hellish rebuke, which, speaking like because I had that with Nathan, it's really. Fine. Unfortunately,
2: and... all my inherent tiefling stuff are based on my charisma, which I have like a plus two bonus to because of being a tiefling. So I'm like, yeah, okay. It's good, it's good, it's good.
3: Have you got stuff like Hunter's Mark and those sort of range of things? Yeah, yeah, I've got Hunter's Mark. Yeah, because I don't think that necessarily involves your ability skill, does it? Yeah, you just point at someone and go, I'm fucking having you, mate. Yeah,
2: so stuff stuff like that you'll be all right with. That's that's pretty much what all my things are, are just things that are are either I touch someone and give them like speed boosts, uh, which led to me, because it says um, you touch a player and it gives them a speed boost, or touch a, a creature and it give them mm. a speed boost. So that meant I had to look up: as a ranger, can I touch myself? Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> this was not apparently an uncommon question. A lot
2: of people have asked that question <laughs> as the, a
1: ranger: can I touch myself? Like, well, like in relation, question. it was in relation to
2: Longstrider specifically, and yeah, um, as. <laughs> The comments, like, once they got over laughing and (laughs) and going, what you do in the privacy of your own campaign is on you. Mm -hmm. Um, People were like, yeah, of course, you you can, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, Um, because you
1: just kind of go, and I'm fast. And and then
2: you can move, like, ten feet faster per turn. Uh, Mm -hmm. Things like that I've got. Um, And, like, one, to, one that basically gives us, like, plus ten to stealth rolls as a group. Oh,
1: uh, with Pass Without Trace. Yeah, it is that's a level really two spell, oh, nice.
2: so I can't do it much. But
1: It is cool. Uh, but that, but that's
2: quite useful, considering that I'm wearing scale mail. which I'm wearing is wearing dis- half plate. And you're wearing half plate. That both. means
1: every stealth thing I ever have to take, I take with disadvantage. Yeah, both of us have that. Yeah, because so. we're, we're clanging around like idiots. That was, oh, that was <laughs> why yeah, I, I took can't, it, can't. it,
2: because due to, due to my um, two-weapon kind of things... And having scale mail, that means I have got an, a, um, an AC of seventeen when in battle. So, nice. for a character that's not explicitly designed as like a tank or anything,
1: I'm, I'm the I'm tank. A dealer. little
2: difficult to hurt.
3: Yeah, you have. Do you have the same AC?
1: Yeah, yeah, I have the seventeen tank. AC. Yeah. <laughs> My constitution isn't great. It is also ludicrous how much... So that's why much... I took a shield, because it gives me plus two yeah. to my armor class. It's
2: also ludicrous how much better we are at building characters this time around, because yeah. we know what we're doing. I'm still <laughs>
1: built fluffy, but I built a little bit more strategically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, we'll we'll be talking about that next time. Yeah,
2: hopefully we'll have another session by then, so we, well um... oh, actually will we, because it's not... When's the next session?
1: Maybe next Friday. Yeah, no, I think we're I think oh, we're, we're next, aiming for next oh, yeah, Friday for the next, and then Friday,
3: next so, podcast yeah. in, ne- the week after. So, cool. so yeah, hopefully yeah. if all goes to plan
1: cool. Yeah, we should have another story yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which I
3: imagine is gonna be the entire session of us. We've just got back to the pub, so it's just gonna be, be us
1: introducing like ourselves properly. Yeah, yeah so, so
3: be a lot of role
2: playing. And now. probably yeah.
1: like Hella asking Samuel more uncomfortable questions.
2: Like, asking me, uh, like, how can can I sleep on a pillow with my horns?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you bite your tongue a lot because of your fangs? (laughs) Hella? you have convinced her now, because why would you lie about it, that you speak so fancy because you don't want to bite your tongue. Yeah. (laughs) She's just convinced of that now, because he's like, well, I mean, you do have to be careful. I,
2: I think Samuel's just, like, slightly offended that of all the things that she's mentioned about him... You've not mentioned the one thing that he has pride over, which is his very fancy waxed moustache.
1: <laughs> she was going to, but then the campaign like came, like, yeah. came to a close. Because she, she's just been staring at you being like... Because <laughs> she's not really seen any yeah. tieflings before. And I do ha- of all bright red ones. And I
2: made him be like the most evil looking one. He so looks he is- like
1: the literal devil. So he's he- red. He's got like pitch black hair black eyes. He's got like a little moustache that's like curled properly at the edges. It's yeah. amazing. He, he looks like the literal <laughs> devil. He's, yeah. he's gorgeous. Um, but yeah, so we'll get to more D&D next time.
2: Um, so I guess that means we are now down to questions which we'll try and go through relatively quickly considering It's this. Two,
1: two hours already. Yeah, we've already
2: been recording for two hours, so.
1: Yeah. Okay, okay. And... Hit us, Drummer Matt. Hit us with your Mm, but hit us with your butt
3: um
2: was it was saying rhythm stick just too obvious
1: i couldn't remember the word rhythm so (laughs) oh okay
2: it (laughs) is (laughs) like i wanted
1: to say uh timing stick no that doesn't work so i just thought okay i'll
2: give you something easier okay what's the email address that people need to send (laughs) their emails to if they want us to answer a question in the podcast
1: fuck you dude only drummer matt yeah
0: yeah at,
1: yeah. at gmail.com yep. please send us in like messages about how you think Samuel is handsome
2: I've not seen him
1: we, oh, yeah I, I will be drawing all the characters i, I was gonna I, I was actually gonna draw him.
2: draw Samuel because I wanted to I wanted to kind of do that nice and early mm-hmm.
1: I've already drawn Hella but I haven't drawn a rare armor either, yeah but yeah, yeah I'll get around to that. But um, yes, on to the questiones.
3: All right, we have a bunch.
1: Ooh, okay. a bunch.
3: Um, first up, I Sophist, who was uh, previously Kriegerbot and changed ah, the name yes. not the day before they emailed in.
1: Okay, well, hello. <laughs> um,
3: long email, which I'm not going to shorten now, but I think they sent it over to you as well with some various... Just full of praise for us. the amazing channel and podcast, <laughs> obviously. Um, that doesn't do it any justice. But...
2: Yeah, no, I've, no I've, they, did send, they did send us something. Yeah, yeah I believe um, you've seen it, it was well.
1: It was a very beautiful image. Yeah. It was very nice. I it was, was lovely. And yeah. we, if we don't reply, this is just to everybody as well. If we don't reply very expediently, it's because we are trying to formulate a good response because you've sent us like something beautiful and we want to just not go, thanks, lol, we're bad at emotions, haha.
2: Although well, that's pretty much what I've had to say sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah.
1: please don't think we're ignoring you. We just, we want to do good and it's hard. And kind of socially <laughs> awkward. awkward. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but at the end of the email, there is a question for the podcast. Okay. okay, Dicky. So, how important do you feel it is to play according to canon? So for instance, they play Space Marines, but they're too cautious to play Space Wolves. And not strategic enough to play Ultramarines. They've read a bunch of lore about the Dark Angels, but they'll never play them um, except to have them beat up by Space Wolves.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good. And also,
3: also they don't play bikes and speeders and things. Yeah. So they they feel that they should have some um, impact in the way of play as to the way they... Well, like, what army they field and, like, the like lore stuff and things. What are your guys' thoughts?
2: I personally feel that... Whilst it is fun to build something very, very fluffy, and I think there is something to be said for um, going full bore in trying to make a functional army that fits within the thing, um, at its core, it's a game that you spend money on and then paint, spend hours painting miniatures, and it's yours, and you do whatever the hell you want with it. If you want to play... Um, If you want to play Dark Angels and never use a single bike, never use Terminators, so never use any of those specialist things, that's fine. If you want to play Ultramarines but only use bikes, that's
1: fine. Um, Honestly, it's... Yeah, it's... At the end of the day, it's what you feel comfortable with playing. I mean, I personally... I tend to kind of take the existing canon and just kind of swap out bits I'm not interested in or put in in my own head canons, basically. And I don't think anyone else should play space wolves like I do but I do feel that they should all paint them the same color scheme because holy fuck I hate <laughs> well, yeah, this baby I mean, blue shit I
2: mean because your space wolves are not the same color and currently your way of running them is solely dreadnoughts with <laughs> an imperial knight backing them up
1: Yeah so don't listen to me about that but I'd say like <laughs> literally you you play what however makes you happy
2: So if playing fluffy makes you happy then, then fucking go for do it. it dude That's that's really I think that's really the thing is it's just you play how it's it's a game at the end of the day. The law is invented to back up the game, uh, and if... as long
1: as you're not running Wolfen or playing Handsome, <laughs> you're doing great, <laughs> quite frankly.
2: Um. So yeah, that's that's sort of my my sort of stance on it. Do you do you have anything to add, Matt?
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I mean the important thing is to have fun, right? So yeah, like, yeah. I mean it, it's, it's it's nice if you're unsure as to what army to play or something. It's a nice, you know, you can look into the law and then narrow down your choice. But I don't think it should necessarily rule someone out because you love how they look and you love how the models yeah but you don't yeah. Ne- always like how they would traditionally be played like you know that shouldn't necessarily doesn't mean you can't ever play them so yeah use it as a guideline it's it's a guidelines not rules
0: yeah that's that's a good way of I putting think. it yeah, yeah maybe yeah
3: but yeah do whatever you like really yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right next up agent sinister first up and this is the most important news the dog that we've previously heard about that sprained its tail by overwagging it is now mm-hmm. fine. Good. Oh, I'm glad. Good. So, back, back good, to his silly, hyperactic self. Hyperact- hyperactive. hyperactive. Man, I can't talk today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, second up. A question. If you could fight, as in if we could fight in any 40k battle, 40k, um, no, um, Horus Heresy or 41st Millennium or, or whatever, what would it be and what would you be doing during it? My answer is very simple. I wouldn't, and if I had to, it'd be one without a commissar, and I'd be running away.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm kind of wanting to do that. I'm kind of wanting to run away with Drummer Matt. Yeah. That sounds pretty good.
3: It's a, it's a cop-out answer, but honestly, like, I I, I I, wouldn't be doing anything else. Yeah, so. I...
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh... Okay, so yeah, I'm I mean... going to
1: take... Drummer Matt's answer, but if you want a unique one from me, I'm going to do one of the ones where, you know when, like, Dark Angels and Space Space Wolves kind of, like, fight together, yeah. they kind of have, like, a playful, like, scruff. Yeah. I'm just going to play in one of those, and I'm going to be the person announcing it, and also oiling them up <laughs> before and <or> after. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the ring girl who also I, has to oil them. Yeah, I guess if I,
2: if I put aside the fact that, like, I... I like I I ain't going near that shit if I put aside that and I just go for like (laughs) what's like what was like a really cool fight um, like in in canon I'd probably go for something like the um, name's fallen out of my head now it's uh, the one in No No Fear where um, oh god I should know that name it's fallen out of my head now the name of the planet but basically it's like the um, Ultramarines Pride and Joy calf calf yeah, um, and it's like the it's almost it's like their model model planet for like how this their Mary you know, Sue planet, their Mary Sue planet, and the world eaters, sh- not well, all the world eaters do kind of show, um, but it's mainly the word bearers, um, and they fuck it up fiercely, and then the sort of counter attack uh, that the Ultramarines do I- in that is. Like so satisfyingly written, <laughs> um, it's it's really good. If nothing else, because you get to see Gillman um, running around on the outside of a spaceship, punching word bearers into like into orbit, which is quite <laughs> fun. Nice um, one. What I'd actually be doing in that is presumably uh, be being shot a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm, More like I'm the not... guy
1: who owns the um, the fruit cart, just getting like uh, that blast. Yeah,
2: I'm. I'm um, <laughs> I, I don't believe in any wo- in any type of fiction. I would ever be a good fighter. Uh, I'm I'm definitely the sort of person who uh, you who could gets be blown like. Up.
1: You could have been like the Remembrancer.
2: You I didn't could, say I... you
1: didn't have to be a combatant. Yeah. So you could be like you could have a weird hu- like you would have like a 400 terabyte brain <laughs> implant, and you'd just be literally you you would have filled it to the brim with Doctor Who knowledge. And then you're just pretending to take notes while you're like remembering all those lost episodes of Doctor Who that that they had the audio, but then they turned into like a cartoon or an audio play and you're just sitting there in the middle of battle going, oh, Tom Baker was great. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Colin Baker was underrated, but he didn't get the scripts. He's a bit like Capaldi in that respect.
1: I'll, and I'll... The Marines were wandering past, going, "Are you getting my good side remembrance?" And you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. brother, brother Caliphus." Yeah. <laughs> so like Star Trek.
2: <laughs> you just. I yeah. believe there was a crossover in comics, but that hasn't survived until the uh, oh, uh, until this date. So,
1: so that's uh, what you'd be doing. Yeah, I have delegated
0: yeah, you. Presumably. I've told you what to do.
1: So.
3: <laughs> All right. Good answers. Finally, a husbando rating. Okay. Ooh, I'm listening. So, seeing a snipe wouldn't mention that she likes gladiolus.
1: I do. Daddy-o-lis. The husbando
3: is Ignis from Final Fantasy 15.
1: Uh. So
3: he he cooks, he drives, and he generally stops the party from doing anything too stupid. So he's basically the team dad.
1: Mm, I'd say like I if he ever wears like a cute little apron, I'd say that's an instant <laughs> 10 out of 10. Because there's, like, a uh, Goshi Fukudu, I'm probably butchering that, uh, Way of the House Husband as a manga, and it's phenomenal. (laughs) And it's literally this ex-Yakuza, like, hitman who's just a house husband now. And he's got, like... Him him and his wife are, like, out shopping, and he's, like, scaring everybody because he's just so intense. He's got, like, a big scar over his eye, and he's got, like, the full upper body like sleeves like tattoos like yakuza tattoos mm. and because he's like left the yakuza and everything and she's like you look really scary you're scaring people so let's try and get something let's just try and make you look a bit more friendly and he's like he's always shot like very kind of like low angle and he's got his head back but he's looking to like you <laughs> know the, the classic anime like <laughs> terrifying <laughs> yeah. shot and he's in like a little like cutie like bear Apron, and he's like, "What about this?" And he, she's like, "Okay, that's adorable." And she's like a really big fan of like this cute little like it's like police magical girl anime. And he comes out and like they only had it in like kids sizes, and he's got like, this tiny little apron on with these little anime girls on. And he's like, "I like this one." And it's just if he was like that, then he'd get ten. Um, I'm gonna give him like a solid eight because he he cooks, and like I've seen videos of him bursting through walls on a bike, screaming, "I've discovered a new recipe!" Oh, that's him. And that's amazing! (laughs) (laughs) If I'm even thinking, I probably got the guy wrong. But yeah, I'm going to give him an 8. What do you guys think?
2: I have... I I do not know enough to really form a solid opinion. I do not feel that it would be um, honest for me to
1: Well, just thinking, like, if just a nice guy who stops them getting into trouble and makes sure that their bellies are full and they're not hungry and stuff. Well, then let's... let's, I'll tell you eight probably sounds fair. Mm -hmm. So
3: I'll go with an eight as well, then.
1: What about you, Drumblybum? Uh,
3: Well, he sounds like me, so I'm going to give him at least a six.
1: What you, dude? You are a solid ten out of ten husbando. He sounds like me, so
3: I give him a three. (laughs)
1: He sounds like me, so I give him the chair. Fuck! Like draw about you are you are at the very least a ten out of ten husbando. Don't you ever get down on yourself? All
3: right. Well, I guess this guy also gets a ten. Then
1: there you go. There you go. We've okay. unfortunately only given you eights because apparently Web doesn't know who you really are. So <laughs> <Fair>. mm. <laughs> that sounded way more dark than I meant. <laughs>
0: apparently.
1: Fucking hell.
3: All right, moving on. Charlotte, what is your ideal holiday slash time off vibe? So for example, nature, cities, big group, solo, hot, cold, etc.
1: Oh, that's a fun question.
2: I- I've not been on... I've, yeah, I know we've, hmm. like,
1: only been on a holiday once, but, like, what would your ideal holiday be?
2: Uh, you know, because you get those questions, like, when you get bored and go on BuzzFeed.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm a courgette. <laughs>
3: yeah it's a better question than that charlotte don't listen
2: to oh, it oh yeah no 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 no, no. no i just <laughs> yeah actually,
1: that was really fucking no, rude no. no i just meant because like
2: the, you know you get those questions where it'll like where it'll say oh do you you know your ideal like holiday destination it'll give you like the different things and every time i come to those i'm always like i don't know because like i i've I, i've so uh this isn't like meant as like a oh feel bad for me sort of thing Feeling but bad. like i i've not been on. I
1: think we've I, we've only been like. I've on... been on two holidays. Oh no, maybe three. Because like my parents once hired a van and took us to Rill.
2: I don't know if that counts as a holiday. I think, that was, I think that was like
1: that was a that was a hostage situation. Okay, I've I've been on two holidays, and one of them was to Seattle. Yeah, to visit the PopCap offices, which was really cool. A uh, big city's kind of freaked me out because I'm not very good in crowds. Um... But I don't know. I always wanted to kind of go to Tokyo and like go to like you know Akihabara and buy a bunch of like bullshit about Sailor Moon and Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I, I, it's, it's. I've always found it very difficult it's to answer because kind of, like yeah. I've, I, I've not really had a chance to go on holidays that have been defined by me as an adult mm-hmm. i've only really i only he went on holiday a lot when i was a kid uh, I... so i don't i i'm I really kind of think, like kind of torn about it although there is one thing i do want to do which is i would really like to go back to florida so i could take snipe to all the theme parks just because they're really weird and interesting um and i just think there's some parts of it like the kind of commitment to uh Like theming and stuff is something that's just really fun to see.
1: I'd like to go back to Brisbane, just for a holiday. Hmm. Drag you there and then watch you literally just melt even during (laughs) the uh, winter.
2: And be terrified of literally every animal in the country. It's okay. It's (laughs)
1: nothing a giant boot won't solve.
2: How big I mean, is the boot you need to get rid of a red kangaroo that wants to have... punch you in the mouth? Okay, so... Or kick you in the mouth. For okay, accurate. they
1: can just, like, gut you. But yeah, the thing yeah. is, if you can get a punch in on one, they'll probably be too shocked to hit you back. I don't want to have that be, like, a
2: thing. I know <laughs> that people go on holiday to Australia all the time and don't get beaten up by kangaroos. But okay, like... as
1: someone who spent, a, like, basically all of their childhood there, I'm alive. I only got a bit, like really badly once and i was just like vomiting for two days it was really not that bad i realize how that sounds
2: (laughs) you're not selling australia right now
1: okay there
2: might be a spider the size of your hand that bites you and makes you ill for days but like that's fine Yeah, but
1: you don't die It's fine. We have like
2: one venomous snake in the entire country. It's called the adder, and its basic personality is: if a person is around it, it fucks off because it's like, oh, I don't like people.
1: Yeah, but it's basically you.
2: (laughs) I (laughs) say, are you an adder?
1: (laughs) He's an adder.
2: Maybe that's what. Maybe that's it. It wasn't. It wasn't the repeated, you know, use of sarcastic one-liners. It wasn't the good writing. The reason I like Black Adder so much is that I have an affinity
1: (laughs) for adders. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, are, your spirit animal is an adder. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I think I'd like to like perfect holiday. I'd probably go somewhere that wasn't super super crowded, and had a nice mild temperature, and had interesting food that I haven't eaten before. Okay. I think that would be fun.
2: That's, that sounds good. And that access, sounds like an adult answer. So let's also go with that.
1: access to a bunch of video games. <laughs> 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 so yeah, draw my mat, What about you?
3: Uh historically we've done a lot of city breaks. Um we used to just basically look on Ryanair and see cuz you can basically fly from and to anywhere in Europe for about a tenner. Um so easily just that we used to do that just for weekends cuz then you don't need much time off work and it's relatively cheap. Mm. But I'm starting to feel a bit bad about that now with, you know, the whole flying thing and it, you know, destroying the planet. Not being super healthy. Yeah. But being based on, you know, the, the mainland Europe, you can get to basically any city here for about 20 quid on a bus. So it's it's pretty good. You, and there's so many cities that are like far enough apart to be massively different, but not far enough apart to be unachievable to get to. Yeah. So that's, that's the our usual vibe. I'm quite happy for, you know, we went on one, I, I made Ruth come with me on one, like we found a, a deal that for an all-inclusive hotel thingy. So was... I
1: made Ruth come with me.
3: Well, yeah, because it was great. And we managed to find it like cheaper than the flights to anywhere we were at the time. It was like a ridiculous deal. And I was like, this is great. We'll just go for a week and we'll sit by a pool and just drink as much beer as we can and eat. And okay, sit by that's, a pool that's and also
1: a good one. I would like yes, to sit by a amazing.
3: pool and drink. And it's just you can go to the bar and just order free drinks. You've just... got free I mean, drinks? they're not free. You paid for them. But yeah, because it's all-inclusive. <gasps> and like... They're not free because you paid for them, but we only did this because this deal was cheaper than any particular flights at the time. It was like... and a hotel. It was ludicrous. It was like... I say ludicrously cheap. For a holiday, it was cheaper than we would have done it... Our normal way is to book the travel one way and then get an Airbnb or something and do it the cheapest possible way.
0: Yeah.
3: And this, we just managed to find a deal that was somehow cheaper than that. Hmm. So we just did this, but yeah... Bless her, Ruth does not do well for sitting still for more than about 15 seconds. She is a very <laughs>
1: active person. She's so one of those So we ended people. up having to
3: spend multiple days of this all-inclusive, getting the most out of free alcohol holiday, going and exploring the city. So we're like, oh, we'll probably just stick to the city holidays, I think. <laughs> no, I don't mind, because I, I really enjoy them too, but I did I did want to try one of these other ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's usually our jam, her sort of city type thing. Or walking in the middle of nature. Walking, walking in nature is fun too. I don't know,
1: I kind of hate nature it's dumb
3: well that's because you, you were born in a country
2: where nature wants to kill you
1: honestly it was the horriblest thing which is a word shut up like oh go outside and play but the grass is like fucking knives because it's so one... dry and dead and i'm gonna get bitten by a fucking snake and, the one that always... and i'm gonna get fucking skin cancer because the sun is a dick
2: the one that always freaked me out the most about australia swooped. was stonefish
1: What's wrong with stonefish? Oh, they're know. the ones
2: with the prongs. They're the what? They're fish. One of the worst pains you can uh, yeah, suffer. They're f- yeah. They're fish that sit in like shallow streams and things. Yeah. Well, not streams, but like it, like the, the edges of like lakes and things. Yeah. Look like a stone. And yeah. if you tread on them, they shoot a barb into your foot that will cause you for days to have what is measured as being some of the worst pain it is possible to feel.
1: Yeah, so they're standing on rocks.
2: <laughs> ah, horror
1: play. What is, what even is yeah. Australia? It's like people it, it, actually. It's this completely inhospitable place. It's literally just don't ever stick your hand into like like behind the fridge or anything, or you know don't
2: don't live your life.
1: No, it's <laughs> don't, not even like that. It's it's just yeah. basic like kind of stuff that's drilled into you. You know, like there's like. Every, like, few months in the paper, there's, like, a, a, a big, like, double pull-out spread of, like, poisonous snakes and spiders and, ha- like, the smiley rating, which is on our local paper, which is, if it's, like, one smiley, then it's, like, they're, like, a bee sting where it'll, like, it'll affect you because they do have venom, but it's non-lethal. And then if it's two smileys, it's completely non-lethal, and it's just like, ow, it bit me, like, say, a dog would bite you. But then if it's, like, a skull, it's like, that's bad for you. If it's, like, two skulls, it's really bad. If it's three skulls, then basically it kills you within ten minutes. It's just... It's How just... many things have three skulls? Actually, most of the other page did. But it was, <laughs> like, it tells you, like, kind of, like, like, okay, this is, this is like, the red belly black. Stay the fuck away from it. Hmm. You get people coming into your school to tell you how to avoid... Like, how to not anger poisonous snakes. So if you see a snake... You know, like, depending on it, because, like, sometimes it'll say, like, oh, if you see, like, this particular snake, just jump up and down, it'll go, ah, fuck, and run away, because it's a big coward, and they're pretty blind, so they kind of, they they take in vibrations. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, if you stamp up and down with some snakes, they'll be like, oh, fuck, and then run off. So, you know, you stamp and bolt back, but they can lunge fucking far. Or there's other ones where you just have to really carefully back away. And things like that. That seems
2: like an awful lot to place on a child.
1: <laughs> you just it's just something you Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. this is a thing that just they do in schools. They kind of come in and go, Oh, if you know or oh, if you like see, you know, like there's a tourniquet kind of thing and there's just, like, the different types of venom as well.
2: Just understand that in Britain the most of the wildlife you see is like a pigeon and a squirrel. Yeah, um, you don't get anything adventurous. Yeah, yeah. Well, I
1: mean, apart from Black Adders, they're <laughs> just on BBC One every now and then. Uh,
2: the mo- <laughs> like, if we see something exotic, it, like, exotic in
3: Britain is like, oh, I just saw a pheasant. You know,
1: <laughs> I saw one of those the other day. It was so so cool. Oh, it's they're so, so cool.
3: stupid. They're stupid. They just jump out into cars. Yeah, on they members. are. Like, oh, why are This you doing one this?
1: nearly jumped in front of the bus, and then it jumped back. Yeah. It was very clever. Oh, you
3: you found a clever one. Yeah, that was like the. Only That's why it's still alive. One. They're like yeah.
1: they're like English whiskey peacocks because they're on yeah. whiskey. On Fraser's uh, Grouse. Yeah. 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 So, like, okay. I just see them as, they're just, they're just English peacocks. Shall we move on to the next question?
2: Because yeah. I noticed that the time's getting a bit silly.
1: Sorry.
3: Um, Charlotte did have a second question very sure. quickly. So I I want either a one word or, at best, one line answer. Okay. Right. What little thing has made you smile recently?
1: Um,
3: D&D last night.
1: D&D last answer. night made me very happy. Yep. Wib. Uh... Also, I got, like, somebody sent, somebody bought some dice from our dice wishlist, and that made me very happy.
2: I got a tiny figure of Kirby, and that makes me smile.
1: Yeah. What about you, Dumblebum?
3: I'm I'm sticking with D&D last night. I haven't played for such a long time, it made me very happy. Okay, next up, Saskia. Which video on the Snipe and Whip channel do you like the most, slash are most proud of?
1: Um Well, that's, that's a loaded question um.
3: I like the one that was called car Shart, but it wasn't car shot oh, <laughs> oh,
0: we fucking hell
3: one. because fucking I was on that boat one wank. uh for <laughs> the monster slave. that's the one
2: car shot the monster slave. um it would probably probably be
3: if you don't answer one that I'm on, I'm gonna be sad by the way, just.
2: Okay. Uh, then <laughs> Realm of Chaos. Uh, yeah, you can, you it would can be do a real answer. It would be like one of the scripted ones. Um Yeah, I, I'm still quite fond of uh, the uh, Lovecraft Games one, even though people still to this day comment on it being angry that we called Lovecraft racist on account of all of his racism. Yeah, how dare <laughs> we point out the blind Look up the name of office. his cat and tell me he's not racist. Or just read anything he ever wrote or yeah. or <laughs> think for 2 seconds about what the other that he was so scared of actually was.
1: It's a metaphor! Um,
2: but yeah. Because I, he I, I, was
1: a fucking huge racist?
2: I, I like his stories, but <laughs> <laughs> fuck the guy. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I i think that's, that's one of my favourite ones. I, I don't know why, I was just really happy with how it one came out. What about you, Snoop?
1: I'm trying to think of the names of them. I can't think. Give me, give
2: me information, and I can probably tell you. It was
1: one of the latest scripted ones, the big long one. What was what, it? What Realm of Chaos? Yeah, it was Realm yeah, of Chaos. Yeah,
2: um, Slaves to Darkness, more precisely.
1: Slaves to Darkness. That was my my favourite, and I'm most proud of it. I just think my biggest problem with it is that uh, Drummer Matt wasn't in it. <laughs> that would have good, made it my favouritest ever.
2: He is in it though.
1: <laughs> no, he's not. Not, not really. He should what, have just <laughs> been in there. Like we sh- we should have just recorded. Yeah, it I am in that hour. one.
2: Yeah, good answer. Facially. Facially, he's not in it, but his his yeah, words are. His,
1: his face should be in there. Just like every every like thirty seconds, it should just pop up, like on a blank screen and just be a picture of Drummer Matt. That's really like compressed, just zooming in slightly. What it and needs to it be just... fucking
3: deep fried? Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Uh,
1: not right. deep fried. Just obviously like saved and stuff. <laughs> yeah.
3: Second question. I I want another one word answer from you. That we totally what failed shape, at doing last time. What shape of pasta is your favourite?
2: I like the t- ones that are a, a big spiral. Uh, the, the, I, I, d- I can't remember the name, so I just want to call them a uh, an Archimedes screw.
3: Okay, yeah, yeah.
2: I yeah, like a, the swar- long, swarlies.
1: thin boys. So just normal Piscetti.
3: Normal Piscetti. Oh, Spaghetti. Yeah. Okay. I quite like the but- butterfly ones. They're quite good for
1: I like the bow ties, but I don't like the way they taste. I don't they... like the distribution of sauce.
3: Uh, yeah, well, this is... If, you, if you're a proper, like, Italian, you you match your pasta to the sauce, but that's a whole separate issue.
1: Yeah. I, that's why I like... Which logs. I know nothing about at all. I like <laughs> st- stringy, Okay.
3: Though. Saskia's last point was, after hearing Wib talk about them for years, I finally started listening to Streetlight, and they are indeed excellent. Good. <laughs> not <laughs> not that we needed confirmation, because as soon as anyone listens to them, they realise they're excellent. Yes. But but, but I, good I'm, to hear.
2: I'm glad that um, we, as... Profits of the streetlight are able to
3: carry forth their message
1: of being a good
3: band to more people.
1: Okay, he's off. He's off.
3: <laughs> okay, next up, Seanus, we've got a few questions. Okay. Hello. What is the one character from for your 40k factions that you can never remember? It's like and yes, I realise the answer to this <laughs> might be weird because then you've remembered them. But... I
2: always forget that um for Orcs, because that's my main army, despite the one I'm mostly painting now, being Space Marines. Um, it is that I always get um, Bad Rook and Zagstruck mixed up. As evidence in the Codex Compliant episode, where I use the image of one for the other, because I always get them mixed up. I, I kind of forget that Zagstruck exists half the time. Um, that's that's the big one for me. Mm. I just always forget.
1: I always forget about, I think it's Egil Ironwolf... Because, which are basically just a tech priest, like, like bunch of boys, and I always just forget they exist. <laughs> because <laughs> no one ever has any Iron Wolves. No one, like, I've never seen people, like, do that with, like. Um... I think they're actually
2: alright now, but i yeah, I've just personally not actually seen one. I've never on seen top. one,
1: and I always forget that they exist, so. Drumblebem.
3: Um, I'm gonna be honest with you here. I don't remember enough about 40k lore to forget any specific people.
1: <laughs> okay, so you just say everything.
3: You remember the yeah, Space Pope, Far sight, and Shadow Sun. Yeah, Space Pope's great. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's actually usable nowadays. I believe so. Um, yeah, I mean, beyond that, yeah, I'll be honest, I'm a fake fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a husband overrating. Okay. Hero of the Imperium. Commissar Cyborg. We have a photo. <laughs> ah, yes. I'll put, I'll put on... Um, I assume I can put this on Twitter. I'm going to put it on Twitter. I assume it's a fairly Twitterable picture. Um, Just for giving people context.
2: Yes, this is uh, this is Cyborg who uh, we met at Warhammer Fest.
3: Yeah. And he's been... I don't know who made the picture, but there's a photo of him posing on a copy of Playguard magazine. For... Commissars that will boost your morale. I, I personally,
2: I, I personally feel that um, it sets a dangerous precedent to rate <laughs> viewers, and I am not going to engage in it.
1: That's a good point.
3: <laughs> yeah, fair.
1: Because that's fair. like, yeah, we don't want people going, like, going. Do you think that I'm worth anything? Give me a rating. It's like, no, that's weird. <laughs>
3: I know. <laughs> I'll run away from
2: this I, conversation. I
1: will say. Commissar
3: Cyborg is a commissar. Yes. Is a commissar out of ten. Okay. Next up then, a the question that was possibly hard to answer. So would you work? Wa- would you work wa- There. Would, would you rather? You rather and appa- apparently everyone needs to agree on this as a group. So, okay. okay. Would you rather have a live-action Biker Mice TV series Ooh. with Willem Dafoe as Modo, Ooh. Danny oh. DeVito as Vinny, and Bruce Willis as Throttle? Ah, yes! Or and we've mentioned this earlier on, which makes me think this question's going to be more interesting than I thought it would. Have all of the kaiju films have their monster wars dubbed in by the, <gasps> the Baragon Lady? Oh, no. Okay, I'm
1: going to oh, say...
2: No. I'm going to say the second <laughs> one, because if you don't know, um, in the movie that I mentioned earlier, uh, the, the monster Baragon in uh, GMK, as it's usually called, um, the suit actress in that... Would do roars whenever her uh, Baragon needed to roar, and so there's footage like on set of her of like Baragon roaring, but just a little.
1: It's the cutest <laughs> thing. It's the most adorable. I'm thing. gonna say the first one because you can easily just when a movie comes out, you can just dub that yourself.
2: Okay, but it won't be by her and. The yeah, just
1: record her doing the, the thing. The thought
2: of how horrifying a live-action Biker Mice thing would be, regardless of the actors. Honestly. Danny
1: DeVito, Willem Dafoe, and Bruce Willis.
3: It'd just be them wearing, like, furry ears. It wouldn't be, like, would yeah.
2: CGI. Or... Okay, I'll, I'll, well, go for that one on one condition. Their costumes are up to the exact same level as H. guy's Sonic okay. costume.
1: Yes. yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I, that was assumed, right? Okay, then uh, that will take me to
1: be that one. Yes. Yeah, there, none of them are
2: it. attempting to play the characters at all. They're just playing themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Except basically. perhaps Bruce Willis, because he should play a character.
1: Okay. He, he's playing like John McClane, because he's like one of the only <laughs> <'Cause>, non-decade characters. Because <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Willis in rea- nice Bruce person. Willis in realities <laughs> is, is not as fun. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's a, yeah perfect.
3: Bruce Willis as John McClane as Twattle. Yeah. With that caveat, I would agree. Yes. Get yes. the Top option. Only because before we started recording this podcast, I wasn't sure who Barragon was. And now <laughs> I want to find out, but I think I'm... Yeah. Okay, very last question. Okay. I am the guy. Okay. First up, they sent them a picture that you've been staring at for the last
1: last hour or two. I have been staring at that picture <laughs> for I'll a while. Which I'll probably also put on Twitter, won't mm-hmm. <laughs> Thick thighs <laughs> save <laughs> lives, you <all. laughs>
2: just for, for Just for people at home, the picture that was sent is... McCree in his lifeguard outfit but mm-hmm. instead of wearing shorts he's wearing
3: a speedo
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah he is
3: Looks like he's been winning almost as much as I have recently
1: <laughs> mm. Again, thick, thick thighs save lives
3: Awesome, All Right, and the question is well, it's more of a request really Can Snipe tell us the story of when Drummer Matt decided he was a firefighter? <laughs>
1: I wish I could, but it's 20... It's like 2 hours and 40 minutes into this podcast. (laughs) You did this deliberately, Matt.
3: Keynotes. Keynotes.
1: Okay, keynotes. Um, Okay, let me try and remember this very legitimate tale of Matt when he... Was it when you decided you were a firefighter? Yes. Okay. So when Pokemon Go was just released, Matt decided to pick... Bulbasaur as his starter. Okay. I, however, picked Charmander as my starter. And it was years and years and years before because like Drummond Matt somehow got into the beta testing for trainer battles one-on-one. Yeah. In Pokemon Go. Um
2: we didn't really want to talk about it on the podcast because we had to sign yeah, an NDA yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like even we did because we were seeing it as yeah, well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which actually, like, weirdly, really never came up. He just bought a Bulbasaur and a Charmander plushie and then gave me a lighter. Because like, even though he could like basically battle with me in Pokemon Go, he he basically said that we had to do it in real life first.
2: I think he. I think he thought that's what the AR thing was. I
1: think that's what. Yeah. Um. So I was like, okay, and you know, we'll we'll do that. So he gave me a lighter and a can of hairspray, and he just had a a pot of Miracle (laughs) Grow that he'd like he he like mashed a ninety nine cent like ice cream into. I don't know why he did that. Ah. Yeah, honestly, I was scared to ask. And so like the battle begins, and I'm just like I'm I'm kind of weirded out by it, but he's like so into it. I'm like fine. So I'm kind of I spray off a bit of like fire to the side. And he just literally just stands up and walks away. I'm like, oh no, fuck, I've somehow offended him. I didn't see him for three and a half weeks. <laughs> he didn't go home. He didn't answer his phone.
2: We talked to his parents we and talked, everything. His
1: parents had filed multiple police reports. I mean, and, this
2: wasn't out of the ordinary, but, you know, usually it's wise to inform the authorities yeah, uh, yeah. when such a thing if
1: happens. If John is a Roman so we were like, okay, yeah, no, he'll probably just, like, he'll be like last time where he turned up naked in the Peak District, covered in ambrosia, like, strawberry jelly, like, the, the cream stuff he likes. Yeah. And he said that he was the son of the mountain, because he like dug like he went to dig a hole in it and birth himself, but he couldn't be bothered, so he only dig, dug like half a foot in and then just put his foot in it.
2: I think there's probably something to be said about his psychological makeup that he is so insistent on being born again from various inanimate <laughs> objects.
1: I mean, I just think it's like a kink for him. But, Pos- I mean, uh, yeah. Actually, yeah,
2: yeah, I didn't really want to think about it like that. But yeah. carry on, carry on. Yeah.
1: Um, he comes back on like. I think it was probably the Tuesday afternoon because we were kind of like we were watching Coronation Street not out of like because we we like it but because it's like Drummer Matt's favorite pornography that he watches. Yeah. yeah, we don't know why he calls it a pornography, but that's just yeah. So we were missing him. Like so he doesn't masturbate to it
2: or anything. It's not. He just says, "Oh, is, calls is it the
1: pornography on?" And we're like, "Okay, we'll watch the pornography with you." It's like it's a, it's a cute little bonding kind of thing we do. So he rocks in. <laughs> Are you all right, Trova? Are you remembering? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he rocks in, like, dressed as a firefighter, but, like, he's obvi- he stopped off at Poundland first. And he's basically, you could tell that he bought, like, a kid's costume. Yeah. So he's put the fire hat on, but he's actually set fire to it.
2: I don't think he understands the basic conceit of a fireman.
1: No, no. And, like, he's, he's like, in his underwear. He's, he's in, like, frilly socks. Like, you know, there's, like, really, really nice, really thick socks. Like, winter socks that have, like, the little, like, pom-poms hanging. Oh, yeah, them. yeah. He's in, like, those. And he's got this huge bucking set of books under his arm. like Like, photo albums. Okay. And he, like, he's wearing, like, this really, like, tight, like, pair of, of, like, 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 like a tight banana hammock that's, for some reason, is, like, you know, braces? Yeah. How they've got the the pinchy little crocodile clips. He's, like, tucked them under and behind each leg of his pants and just tied them in a knot rather than fastening the crocodile clips onto his pants. Okay. And he's wearing, like, suspenders. Okay. And he just drops this box. There's this huge, like, pile of, of photo albums in front of us. And we're like, oh, shit, okay, where have you been? And he's, like... I've been discovering myself. Also, I brought some photos. And we were like, okay, cool. So we start looking through, and it's just loads of, like... It's, like, very similar pictures. And I'm talking there's hundreds, right? I've just drum a mat in basically the same clothing, but looking a lot cleaner. Like, <laughs> bent over things... <laughs> and like trying to be really sexy but it's like it's really weird things so it's like it's like a disused swing at the park he's got like one leg up and he's like he's kind of like put a bit of the the flap of like rubber in between his butt cheeks and he's got his finger in his mouth he's trying to be really sexy but he's trying to pull that pose off on everything so like he's in like the freezer aisle at Farm Foods. The one that I next thought. Next to the frozen peas. There was
2: one where he went to the junkyard and he's posing on what I believe was um, a busted, like, broken-off door from a Deo Matiz. Y- yeah, That one. It was one, very
1: that, specific, actually.
2: That was, uh, the lighting on that <laughs> one was actually pretty good.
1: It was. No, I was really surprised because it was like the sun, it must be just like just setting it up. A, a lot of time. And it, 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 the composition on that photo was, t- was terrific. Um. And we were like, these, okay, John Matt, you've taken a lot of these photos. They're very good. And he was like, thanks, I'm a fireman. <laughs> and we were like, but these... Okay. These, these are photographs of just like a vaguely suggestive sexual nature. Are you, are you a sexy fireman? And he just goes, I'm a fireman. I take photos.
2: Oh, I think I've realized what happened. Mm? So, you know how... when When you... Issued that big thing of flame. Yeah, it awoken something deep Primal inside him that him. he realised that what he needed to do to fight the fire was to truly fight the fire. So he googled firemen, but the first thing he saw was probably a sexy, sexy fireman. fireman.
1: Oh shit! So I mean, like, to and he fair, didn't
2: think to go to the second Google search result. Well,
1: no one goes to that. Drummer Mac can't be blamed for that. He's a, he's a, I'm feeling lucky guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is probably where most of these stories come from. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and like he just sat down. It was like, oh, like you know, I, I'm a fireman now. A fire fires with sexy pictures because that's apparently yeah that's because of, there, see there he is now. <laughs> His people have come for him. <laughs> But yeah, because he'd heard that firemen get people wet. (laughs)
2: Oh. So that's
1: why he took a bunch of sexy pictures. And then then he just sat down, and we watched the rest of the pornography with him. It was actually quite a nice day. We were really worried about him as well. Like, he didn't show up for, like, you know, when, like... I
2: mean, the half an hour that we had to prize the by this point horribly melted plastic helmet from his scalp, that was pretty rough.
1: Yeah, I think maybe at some point one of us should have told him his hat was on fire, but like I just thought maybe that was his look. He was into it. He was into it, yeah.
2: (laughs) We don't have any more questions, do we? Nope.
1: This is going to take so long to edit you all. I hope it's fucking worth it. That
3: was the podcast. Goodbye.
1: Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. (laughs)
0: best ending